Hello and welcome to the Smallwood Sessions. I'm your host, Josh Taylor. Welcome to Mega Quarantizzle episode number four. Can you believe it? Quarantizzle episode number four. Thanks for joining us again. We're hopefully providing you with quality quarantainment through this whole thing. This week's episode is a good one. We got Bruce Coville. Uh, local children's author, uh, national children's author. Actually, his books are all over the place, but he's from Syracuse, right here by us. So that's pretty cool to get him on here. We also have a friend of ours, friend of the podcast, Derek Powell. Uh, he's got some really cool stuff to talk about when he's on here. Uh, plus, we have a little bit of fun. Uh, if you guys want to be on the Smallwood Sessions or get a hold of us here, uh, we're on Twitter, Swood Sessions, Instagram, Swood Sessions, uh, Facebook, Smallwood Sessions, or you can get a hold of me on email, sjtaylor580 at gmail.com. You can get a hold of me if you want to come on here and uh, have some fun. Of course, during the quarantine, we're not actually coming on here. We're all doing this by phone, uh, which you'll see. So enjoy. Thanks. Doing it on your phone. Josh is doing it on his phone. He's taking a look. He's pulling up Dave. Doing it on his phone. How are you dealing with the quarantine? Uh, by staying inside. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> actually, you know, because of what I do, um, it's not that hard for me to, to isolate because writing is a very isolated job anyway. Um, yeah. I have two part-timers who used to come into the office, but they're staying home right now. And I've got uh, a lot of time in the office by myself. Somebody on Facebook commented, well, isn't that what writers long for is, is to be left alone? Mm-hmm. And my response was yes until we actually get it. Yeah. I hear you're not alone because I, I hear you. Yeah. I can hear your dog in the background. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I was going to apologize for that. I'm stuck home with the dog and two kids, so occasionally we have to deal with the uh, <laughs> the annoyance of them. So no problem. Uh, if I was the dog, I'd be losing my mind too. Walking by, she's losing her mind. I apologize. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Is that enough? Okay. I think we're about done. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, that's the, uh, <laughs> the problems with home recording, I suppose, is uh, you're at home. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so not much of a change for you then. Um, right. you know, my wife uh, other than you're not is, is not having a problem with this health. because um, she is basically so- antisocial anyway. So her idea of a good time is being alone at home. So this is like heaven for her, other than the fact that, you know, other people are suffering, but she is perfectly happy to be home alone with nobody to bother her. Oh, yeah, that's what I said to, uh, it's I said to my wife, Corey, she's an extrovert. Oh, that's funny. I wouldn't have guessed that about you. I mean, you do so much theater, I thought you were an extrovert, Um, too. Um. (laughs) Well... I'm an introverted extrovert. I like to do theater and stuff like that, but I don't, it takes a lot for me to get Interesting. I'm sure if I'm an extroverted introvert, house, I'm fine, I should be sitting by myself. <laughs> I do enjoy being by myself to, to write, but I love going out and like turning on and talking to people and just going, ah! talk, 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 talk. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big, uh, we have people yeah, over here a lot. Yeah. I don't go out a lot, but I have people over here. I'm missing that quite a bit. I, um, yeah, uh, we're usually doing the recordings for this podcast live uh, in my garage bar, uh, sitting around having drinks with a couple. Ah, of I didn't I realize. I thought this is something we started now, so I'm kind of just new for but, uh, this 
time, this weird time where we're all locked in, I thought it was something new to do. Didn't realize you've been doing it for a while. Oh, no, actually, um, ah, cool. I believe this episode is going to be about our 15th episode we've done. Uh, yeah, I started right around New Year's. It was my New Year's resolution to start this podcast. Very and good. It's uh, the week after New Year's, and I've been doing it since. So, um, yeah, we're trying to get uh, trying to get it a little bigger. Uh, like I said, we've been going about 15 episodes here, and uh, I'm trying now to, with the quarantine here. and uh, Quarantainment? I haven't heard the term before. Quality. It's very good. Quarantainment for people, you know? Um <laughs> yeah yeah we're, we're copywriting that here on the uh, smallwood session so <laughs> trying to do that um actually last week i had the uh, privilege of talking to um uh i'm losing you here josh i'm losing you from uh he does uh, hello from the magic podcast uh that i'm a big huge fan of and uh i took the opportunity in this quarantine time to just randomly send out some messages to people and see if they wanted to do it and he responded which was great um so that was very cool um and then I decided, you know, this week I'd get a hold of you. Uh, I've been a big fan of yours uh, for years, actually. Uh, I remember you coming coming to my school when I was uh, eight years old. I think. Came oh, I remember you were acting school. for me when you were just a kid. <laughs> yeah, I was twelve uh, twelve years old, I think, when I did that. I did the uh, the search for delicious was the first one I did uh, with you guys, and then I did Jennifer. Murphy you were Skippy, the big brother, weren't you? A lot of fun. Yep, I was Skippy and Jennifer Murdley's Toad. That was a lot of fun. I actually, uh, we listened to that with the kids. Um, you gave us the uh, the flash drive there with it, and we listened to that with the kids. They loved it. That was fun. <laughs> that that delights me. Right. Yeah, the kids love it. And uh, we got Trent, actually, uh, this year uh, for Christmas. We got him a couple of your books. We got him, uh, My Teacher is an Alien, and... Um, I can't remember the other one we got. Well, it. my teacher's mainly is the perfect starter drug for my books. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. You give it to that, and then they get hooked. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, my my all time favorite is uh, the Monsters Ring. That makes me very happy too. That was uh, I published that pretty early on, and it's still around. It makes me pretty happy. Yeah, I really really enjoyed that one. I I must have read that. 20 times when I was younger. Um, I really enjoyed that book. And actually I still have my copy of that, uh, that signed from you from, you know, second or third grade or whatever um, that I'm passing. Okay. Well, did, did you know that I did an expanded ago. version for its 20th anniversary? Oh, really? and oh, the reason I did it, this is, I think, uh, indicative of something. Um, I, you know, I go in schools a lot and librarians would come to me and they'd say monsters ring is foolproof. It is the book I can use when a kid comes to me, a boy almost always, and says, I have to have a book for my book report. And they're not a reader. And I pull out the monster's ring and their face lights up. But the first thing they do is turn to the last page and their face falls and they hand it back and say, I have to have a book that's 100 pages long. Which is how teachers kill the love of reading. But well, that's another story. Um, so when I revised it, there's yep. 20th anniversary. I made sure it was 100 pages long. <laughs> and <laughs> what I did was when I first, uh, the, the manuscript I first wrote was 150 pages long. And the publisher that bought it wanted it for a high-low thing. They had me cut, I cut out about 70 pages, 75 pages. And so I thought, well, I'll go back and put some of that stuff back in. The interesting thing was none of the stuff that I'd cut 
went back in. It, it was all stuff that I could have cut anyways. So it was a very good attitude that I had, but I did, ins I did add some stuff to bring it in line with the other later books in the series. I was working with my, uh, my new attitude on it, and the chapter three starts, Russell Cranicker bounded joyfully out of bed. And my editor said, that line's got to go. I said, why? He said, because nobody bounds joyfully out of bed. I said, I do. I said, <laughs> all right, you can keep it. Hello, and welcome to Movie Roundup. I am your host, Sir Drake Johnson. I'm glad you all decided to join me for another week here on Movie Roundup. I am fortunate to have a guest who I am just meeting for the first time. Uh, sir, could you introduce yeah. yourself? Yeah, I'm Edgar Rollins from Rollinsville. Mm, Edgar I live on Rollins Street in Rollinsville because mm -hmm. the whole town is named after me. Oh, what wonderful. Mm, wow, that is wonderful. The whole town named after you. Well, there's only five of us live here. Uh, oh, oh, well, uh, well, that's wonderful. Um, it must be easy to get around. Um, now, uh, as you know, you are on the podcast movie roundup so we're going to get right into it and i'm going to ask you what's your seventh favorite movie you've my ever seventh seen? favorite movie well that would probably be um abbott and costello meet frankenstein abbott and costello meet uh, frankenstein now i'm not familiar with that movie uh, i do know when they met the werewolf and that was a uh, wonderful time uh, i am not sure about frankenstein could you explain that movie a little yeah bit? they meet frankenstein Oh, oh, wonderful. Uh, I'm sure uh, um, hilarity ensues, or is it... Uh, no, no, no. It's, well, it's the best best kind of movie because it's scary and funny at the same time. Oh. So oh, all the right. monster's okay. scary, and Bud Abbott's scary, but Lou Costello is kind of funny because he's the chubby guy who's like, but am I, am I, am I, I've been a bad boy. Oh, oh, yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, all right. Well, since that is your seventh favorite movie, now I'm going to ask you what your fourth favorite movie is. Gone with the Wind. Uh, Gone with the Wind. Now, I do uh, remember a little bit about this movie. Um, I believe this had uh, Hugh Jackman in it, and he was helping a, uh, a flock of geese. Uh, no, no, no. You're thinking of the wrong film. Gone with the Wind <laughs> is the movie about the guy who farted so much. Oh, oh, wonderful. Oh, yes. And uh, what else happens in this? He just uh, has terrible gas? Is that... Well, uh, that's that's the, the beginning of the movie. Then they find out it's flammable, and, and they go... It's, it's about an arsonist, actually. Because once you light them, the whole town oh, goes... That's what happened to my town. That's why there's only five of us here. Oh, oh, so there were more, and then there was a, a gas leak, if you will, uh, and uh, it took out rest of the town. That's uh, that's terrible to hear, but it, it seems like things are working out. Well, well, I didn't like most of them anyway. So I don't mind they're gone. And so you know, the movie it? has a sequel. Oh, really? What, what Gaslight. Oh, Gaslight. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, now, I do not know about that movie either. Um, uh, so uh, that is, they both sound like wonderful movies. Of course, uh, as regular listeners know, I will be not watching them. Uh, but if anyone else would like to, uh, they are Gone with the Wind and Gaslight, the sequel to that. So they are wonderful movies, according to you. Um, and they're now, brighten uh, your day. I swear they're brighten your day. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Uh, now, uh, sir, for the big reveal, uh, I'm going to ask your number one favorite movie of all time. Singing in the Rain. 
Uh, Singing in the Rain. Uh, now, that movie I am not too uh, familiar with. If you could give me a brief description of that. that would be well, it's about a guy who sings in the rain because he's in love. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, so he can't help dancing. And he dances around in the rain. And that's Singing in the Rain. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds like a wonderful movie. Um, and now it's the time in the podcast where I ask you the same question I ask anyone who comes on here. If you were to entice me to start watching movies, which I don't, which movie should be the first one I watch? Oh, well, there's this, it's kind of stupid, but it's, it's a little bit fun. It's a movie called Aliens Ate My Homework. And uh, Aliens Ate My yeah. Homework. Uh, now, let me see. Uh, you know, I think Steve has actually seen uh, this movie. Um, and now this is the movie in which uh, Will Smith uh, has to save the planet Earth uh, from the aliens, and he ends up uh, pulling one out of the uh, flying saucer and punching it right in the face. No, Will Smith's the dookie head. Okay. It's the movie where the aliens oh. crash land in a kid's paper mache, and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then they're only like four inches tall, and they make him help them defeat a galactic bully. Oh, wow. Well, that sounds wonderful. It sounds much better than Will Smith, uh, if you ask me. Um, well, that is wonderful. And I thank you very much for being with us here this, uh, this evening. Well, it's better than uh, being with my family, I'll uh, tell you that much. <laughs> well, is it just you and your, your four family members in your town? Well, that and the dead people, yeah. Oh, well, uh, well that sounds... Uh, that was kind of tasteless uh, now that I, I think don't... about it. Mm, mm. Well, um, I... I've never been known for my good taste, so it's okay. Well, uh, hopefully it smells uh, delicious in your town, possibly like this. Uh, that was that was even more tasteless uh, than my comment. Oh well, you know we're not very tasteful on this podcast here. We uh, we try to try to keep it loose and uh, disgusting for you. So uh, for the uh, movie roundup, I am your host, Sir Drake Johnson, saying goodbye and goodbye. Good Well, that was great. That was Josh talking once again on his podcast where he never seems to stop talking. This is Dave. Uh, he lets me get in a word occasionally, but I'm filling in right now because uh, I'm a little sick of listening to him. Uh, that was Josh talking with Bruce Colville. Uh, that was a great interview. And we're going to do a new segment coming up right now. It's called a fuck. What's it called? Uh, a, a handful of Sean's. Oh, I see what's starting. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, so it's a great ah, beginning. Yes, Moneypenny, tell me what uh, what the villain of today is, is doing. I'm Sean Connery, if you haven't uh, yeah. sur surmised. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> I'm Sean William Scott. And uh, what happened to me? I haven't done anything in a long time, as far as. Well, I no, know. you you were in that that hockey movie. You're doing just fine. You you had a sequel. Uh, oh, sorry, guys. Oh just, yeah. Just snowboarded in. It's me, Sean White. How you guys uh, doing? Snowboarding. It's, it's, uh, great to see. Radical. 
Gold you think you're all that on white, snowboarding up and down these mountains like some sort of hooligan. I can skateboard too. Hold on, let me get that. Skateboard, 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 Sean White. All right. Um, that's that's pretty, okay. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like the part where you said skateboard, 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 bro. I'd like to see you do that. Sean. No, when I was your age, I could skate chokers around to rest assured. But uh, last year, I threw out my left hip. And yes, you can throw out a hip. Uh, and I haven't recovered since. Would you like to... <laughs> I'm also named Sean. <laughs> I'm your brother, Sean. I'm your brother, Sean, and I, I won't come visit because of this quarantine that's going on. Ah, uh, but it's nice to talk to you over the computer. I enjoy that very much. Skateboard, skateboard, Sean White. You mean my brother? I'm Sean White. I skateboard and snowboard. Yeah, you also have a brother named Sean. Isn't it, that's isn't it kooky that our parents both named us Sean? Well, woman, the way that I'm cold, I want to be keeping oh, you hey. warm. I got the right temperature to shelter you from the storm. Oh, Lord. Oh, Sean John. Skateboard, skateboard. My name is nice to see Sean you. Paul. Sean White, I skateboard. <laughs> it's, oh. it's Sean Paul, bro. I'm going to skateboard the fuck out of here. Sean White out. Skateboard, skateboard, 360 flip, kick flip. Oh, out. Doing it on your phone. Oh, Josh man. is doing it on his phone. Oh, He's taking a look. He's pulling up Dave. Doing <laughs> it on his phone. Oh, welcome to the Smallwood Sessions. I'm your host, Josh Taylor. Uh, with me, as normally, is Dave. How are you doing tonight, Dave? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what is it, week week three, week four of this shit? Yeah. yeah. Um, pretty great. Cool. Yeah. I was born, I was born for yep. this. Yep. Living it. Living it and loving it. Well, uh, we got another guest here on the Quarantizzle podcast. We got uh, Derek. Derek Powell, how are you doing today? I'm feeling fantastic, man. Really honored to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, thanks for coming. Well, not coming. Thanks for being here. Uh, the um, night is young. You know, we'll see. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like to thank people in advance for coming. Uh, so in, in case I forget. That's afterwards. right. Yeah, you might not have time. Yeah, I might get real sleepy. I have Just a take a nap. Yeah. Get a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I'll, let's get right into it. How are you dealing with the quarantine? Um, I'm trying to stay busy. Uh, definitely haven't been, you know, as, as productive as I could have been. When this all started, I said to myself, oh, I'm going to take this time to, you know, learn useful skills and, and really buckle down. And, and I've been as, as productive as I can, but I'm also trying to put, trying not to put too much pressure on myself to, uh, to spend every waking moment in a productive manner. Cause I, I just get too hard on myself and I get depressed I'm trying to stay ways, uh, Find ways to stay positive. Yeah. Um, now, are you working? Um, no, not right now. Uh, actually, uh, all five of my jobs uh, were shut down. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, <laughs> same boat. All, all three of mine got shut down, so I feel that. Um, none of them working from home. None of them anything like that. Um, I am. Um, I'm, I'm not currently getting paid to do it, but I am. Uh, researching some some grant applications for a, a theater company that i work for in syracuse called breadcrumbs breadcrumbs productions uh 
So researching some grants, writing some, some letters of intents and starting some applications there for things that uh, will go up later in the fall. I saw uh, you got something going on there with, is it breadcrumbs that's doing the uh, musical? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Can I, can I plug that? Yes. Oh, Oh, right on. So um, yeah, my friend Huey Stonefish, he's actually a a Syracuse native. He grew up here. He now lives out in LA. Uh, He and his band Lou Burger were on NBC's bring the funny last year. I don't know if anybody watches NBC's bring the funny, but uh, he was a finalist there. He is a, a comedian. He writes comedy. He writes musical comedies. He does a lot of improv. Uh, he and two of his collaborators from L.A., Mirage Trans and also Dwayne Colbert, are uh, getting together to do this online comedy workshop, which uh, is actually next week. Uh, we're running it through breadcrumbs oh, yeah. completely online. It was originally, you know, it was going to be in person, but uh, the whole quarantine will kind of put yeah. a stop to that since uh, our, our home base Wunderbar yeah. is, is shut down. So we moved the whole thing online. So we're going to do it on, uh, on Zoom on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, the 15th, 16th, and 17th. And uh, there's a session for adults, 18 and up. And there's a separate session for teens, 13 through 17. The 13 through 17 is three to four every day. And the adult session is six to seven every day. And each day focuses sort of on a different aspect of comedy there's musical comedy one day and improv comedy the second day and sketch writing and sketch comedy the third day and uh on, on friday night there's That's this really performance cool. so basically everyone who's in the workshop gets to show off the skills that they've learned over the course of the week Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and now, is this free to just No, or is it is, unfortunately, something we got to pay for. We, uh, we originally had been asking um, 120 and 125 for the ch- children and adults, but we, we thought, and out of respect for everyone's uh, situation right now and the financial pressure that we all find ourselves under, we dropped it to 80 which is still a lot for a lot of people, $80. Yeah. But um, it all goes towards paying yeah. these, uh, these instructors uh, who are really cool. They're, they're young comics out of LA and they're, they're really, really nice people. Uh, Huey and Mirage I've yeah, met in yeah. person. And Dwayne, I have not met in person yet, but I, I just hear wonderful things about him. I'm, uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Well, improv, improv comedians and musical uh, comedians. It sounds like we need to get these guys on the podcast, to be honest. With you. Honestly, they would probably <laughs> love this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it, you know, I, it sounds like I would love to, to uh, do those sessions. Maybe I'll look into that. Um, uh, you know, unemployment's uh, not paying me too much though right now. So I don't know, <laughs> but uh, Dave, what do you think? Yeah, that sounds fantastic. So where is breadcrumbs normally located when we're not all um, living in a cave, hoping for the best? Uh, normally our home base is uh, downtown Syracuse at uh, a queer bar called Wunderbar. It's uh, South uh, West okay. Street, Syracuse. is right outside Armory Square. Um, oh, Josh, you did that show there, right? I did. I did. Yeah, I did a. Uh, oh, the Theater uh, Lab Fest. Yeah, ten minute, ten minute thing. Yeah, that was awesome. That was. Uh, there's holy shit. The talent in Syracuse, New York, uh, blows my mind every time I go out there. To be honest with you, um, it was local writers wrote. Uh, they had, I think, two two workshops where about. 10, 15 people got together and wrote a 10 minute play. And then uh, it was directed and acted, you know, and put on stage. And it was great. It was wonderful. All local. Yeah, Josh, if I could just blow up your spot for a second there. Yours was definitely one of my favorites. Um, And I so enjoyed uh, the portrayal of of the comedian and and exploring dark humor through that sort of medium. You know, I, I, I really appreciate that, man. I thought your performance was wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate that. That was a really fun little show. Um, Very dark humor. Uh, 
but I got to work with Blair Dawson, who is always, always a pleasure to work with Blair. If you ever get the chance to do that, I highly recommend it. Um, and uh, I was actually, I was talking with Bruce Coville yes. uh, earlier, earlier in this Woo. episode, actually, uh, due to the power of magic of editing. It'll be like I was talking to him 10 minutes ago. Um, but uh, he says hello. Uh, we were talking about ah, Into the Woods. What a show. Um, and uh, your, your portrayal of the uh, wolf in that was great. I loved that, uh, that performance. Um, so what, do you, what were you doing uh, theater-wise uh, before the corn tizzle hit? I know you're very active. What, what did you have in the pipe that got put on hold? Um, the, the next two performances that I was booked for, uh, I was doing a show at the Red House in June. Uh, it was supposed to be Tuck Everlasting. We were doing the, the musical adaptation of Tuck Everlasting, uh, which is, Red House has a show they do every year in collaboration with Ark of Onondaga. And uh, that is the uh, yes, pretty yes. much the June show of every year. But unfortunately, they, uh, they had to cancel the rest of their season due to everything. Um, and then the other one yeah. that's still sort of on the fence, I, I'm, I was booked in end of July through beginning of August at uh, Cortland Repertory Theater. They were doing uh, Murder on the Orient Express, which is the, the Ken Ludwig adaptation of the Agatha Christie novel. And oh, nice! That sounds that, actually great. I, I don't know. I keep hearing from the artistic director that they're they're sort of sitting on the fence to wait and see what everybody else does, uh, in terms of whether or not they're going to have their summer stock season like normal. Right, so. right, right. Yeah, everybody's everybody's sitting on the fence with everything right now. We're going day to day, week to week. Um, I'm supposed to be doing Oliver this summer. I'm assuming that is still happening. Um, but that's cool. Who are you in uh, in Oliver? Um, Oh, of oh, course. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. CMI Playhouse. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Tatum's doing that one again with me, which was fun when we did Annie and I got to be in the show with her. Um, but she's actually like the understudy for the understudy. For oh, wow. Her, so she's pretty excited. Yeah, she's pretty excited. Um, and she's playing like five different parts, you know, this orphan, that orphan. She's totally. going to have a good time with it. Uh, but hopefully that happens. Unfortunately, it, uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking out of school here because I don't actually know, but uh, I don't know what's going on with uh, Corey was supposed to be doing Keely and do in May. Um, I don't, it doesn't look like that. Oh, go up or maybe, you know, I would, I would hope they could find a way to do it. You know, kind of, it's such a small show. I think it'd be kind of cool if maybe they did a live uh, reading of some of the scenes of it or something like that, you know, uh, get a couple people on uh, uh, zoom or something, you know, there's gotta be a way to do something like that remotely. Um, because that show is a great show she's wanted to do for a very long time. And unfortunately, it looks like that's not going to happen. Uh, you know, the the uh, wonderful tale of abortions that she was going to do. Oh, yeah. So naturally, naturally. Uh, I, I, I think that's uh, that's brave. I, I like I, I really enjoy actually the direction that uh, the Playhouse is moving in right now. I enjoy that a couple of their shows uh, this season. And I feel like historically they have done that uh, included, you know, two or three shows, which really aren't, um, you know, going to be big sellers. But the content is such that it will, you yeah. know, it, it gets everyone involved and interested on theater. That's, that's not done quite so often and challenging shows like that one are always yeah. good to celebrate. I think. Yeah. On that, on that note, Dave, have you ever heard of the show? Uh, Keely and do. Yes. Uh, my friend Josh told me that his wife was going to do it on mother's day, but before that, no, no. Shit. Josh, yeah. who? Uh, this guy, uh, the other guy on the podcast. Oh, me? Right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh shit. Thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great show. I mean, it's a really, it's a good show. It's a powerful show. Um, I'm not going to say it's like great. It's not a, definitely not a feel good hit or anything. I wouldn't a, imagine, but no, 
It's a good show. It's a shame. Uh, the cast was ready to go. They actually had their first rehearsal, and then the shit went down. Ah, uh, yeah. Too uh, so, um, but that was supposed to be right, you know. I mean, I guess they could be rehearsing via Skype or Zoom or whatever, and then as soon as they, sh- they can get together, get together, but uh, who knows. So, uh, Dave has been doing a lot of drinking uh, to get through the quarantine. I've been uh, I've been uh, draining my bathtub quite a bit. Oh, making gin. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have you been doing to uh, to keep yourself sane? Uh, I have certainly been enjoying beer. Uh, there's this wonderful yeah. uh, microbrew um, right a, like right down the street from my uh, apartment called Hot House Brewing. So I've been uh, filling up some growlers there, uh, and it's it's actually really uh, really nice. good beer. I, they're they're pretty new. I think they just started. Late, last summer, I want to say. So uh, I, I am worried, actually, a little bit about how this is going to hit them. It's the it's the newer businesses that are really going to get hit the hardest by this. Yeah, yeah, especially the newer, smaller businesses. Um, it's it's good to see a lot of them are still opening. Actually, Angry Garlic in town is opening back up. Right on. Yeah, I think the curbside assistance um, for like curbside stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually went. I uh, went down to Sassone's down the road and got curbside. Uh, the other day trying to support local places um, and knocking out. Totally. Bar, you good. Um, have you been out? Do you get out? Uh, yes, get out. definitely. So, I try to at least um, go outside every day. It was hard this morning because I woke up and there was three inches of snow outside. It was crazy. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely yeah. try to go for a, yeah. a run, if not a bike ride every day, just to stay in shape. I, I get really depressed if I can't uh, move and, and just exercise a little bit, get my heart rate up. It, it, it creates this stagnation in my mind yeah all right well we're gonna go with the flip side of that coin uh dave dave you've been getting out yeah i've been getting out every single day because i'm still working i'm not supposed to be so don't don't tell anybody um but yeah i'm still working every day so oh yeah that's right it's nice you know i go to work for eight hours and do physical activity i did we didn't work for a week there but then we went back to work so because we, we got some work. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty nice for me. And I got to say, this quarantine is horrible for everyone. And this is a terrible thing that's going on. But, man, the traffic is <laughs> beautiful. My drive to work, I don't, you know, I can drive as fast as I want or as slow as I want. I don't have to worry about any traffic on 690. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's a horrible Excellent. thing to say. You should edit that out. Eh, I don't edit too much, but maybe. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's the quarantizzle wrap-up. Uh, finding out how everybody's doing. That's how Derek's doing. Um, so that's cool. How about you? Um, how about you, Josh? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, I expanded oh, the blanket fort sick. a little bit today. Uh yeah, I added about about three new sheets to it, so we got it. We got a whole other wing. Okay, be careful you don't open uh, the windows. Yeah. You could get. I'm you planning know, could to go three it. sheets to the wind. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, I'm working on my corner now, which has the uh, PS2 and the Nintendo in it, um, that I can just kind of hide out in. I don't think anybody knows it's there. Are you gonna do your cribs episode soon, or what? Yeah, I think so. Well, uh. And, uh this this is going to come out on Sunday. So yesterday, uh, Corey and I are doing the uh, CNY Couch Cabaret 
is uh, Corey and I tomorrow. They've been doing that since this whole shit went down. Um, they had uh, Liam and Abel the first week, and then Erica and Zach Mosier, and then um, Ryan Sparks uh, and his girlfriend last week. And it's funny because all those people can play instruments um, and, and sing music pretty well and uh, are entertaining. And tomorrow's going to be Corey and I. Um, so we don't really know what to do. Uh, so I'm kind of just going to do what we did Wednesday night and do Smallwood Sessions live again and uh, just do improv games with Corey. And then we're going to film a bunch of stupid videos. Uh, one of them is probably going to be Cribs Blanket Fort Edition. Um, and uh, we're going to do karaoke of a couple of theater songs. Yeah, cool. Like that, so. So, so, so since this is going to uh, come out after that has already happened, where can people see that? Uh, in the past. Um, <laughs> okay. Or actually, no, it, it's probably on the uh, CMY Playhouse uh, Facebook page. I mean, somebody, somebody's probably built a time machine during this quarantine by now, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of free time on their hands, so I can imagine, I can only imagine someone's built a time machine by now. Well, you'd think if they did, though, that this shit would be taken care of by now. If I built a time machine, I'm not going to go back and fix this. I'm going to go do something else. You know, you think if if uh, okay, here it is the the theological question of the episode. Uh, oh boy! So if someone in the quarantizzle had the time to make a time machine, would the yeah. quarantizzle itself have ever happened? Well, I mean, I'm speaking <laughs> for myself uh, specifically. If I built a time machine, I'm going to do other shit. Like I'm not bothering with this. Okay. I'm okay. going back in time to kill baby Jesus or Hitler, baby Hitler. Fuck. Oh, I was, all right. I was, I was too confused. All right. Okay. So there's Dave's stance on it. So Derek, uh, what do you think? Uh, if, if you had time or if someone had time to build a time machine in quarantine, would the quarantine ever even happen? You know, uh, that's tough. I, off the top of my head, I want to say I would, I would try to find a way to prevent it, but there, there's such a, I wouldn't even know where to begin. You know, the, the, the amount of information I have over, how the pandemic started is so vague and foggy that I, I don't know if I'd be able to do anything really effective about it. Maybe I would warn people like go back right. and warn foreign leaders. Well, actually, I don't even know if that would make a difference because I, I feel like if I went back to October, November and told uh, <laughs> our president what would happen, told it wouldn't change anything. Future? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's a hard fence yeah. on that one. I- Okay, so how you do you use even, it. how do you even get in? Uh, sorry, how do you even get into a meeting with world leaders to warn them about the about the <laughs> another great point? Yeah, sure, sure. you just you can't you can't just walk into the White House and say I'm from the future. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to believe you. You can't do that. Okay. okay. No. Well, I mean, you, well, this is America, you can try, I guess. My answer for that, if I had time to build a time machine during quarantine, I would go back in time and I would go to the dance with my mom. <laughs> just don't uh don't make out with her in the car it could get weird no no i mean there'd be this whole kind of awkward scene that's really unnecessary for the whole rest of the plot of my life but mm. um, yeah and then i'd have to punch biff but yeah it'd be i'd right. see i'd i'd go the other way and i'd go to the future and get myself a sports almanac and you know go back and make a nice chunk of change that's true that's true you could go back to the you uh, go full biff man yeah I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure we're living in that timeline right now. 
Oh, you know, yeah, I, yeah. The alter, the alternate uh, 1985, where uh, Beth is. Uh, in charge and mm-hmm. uh, runs casinos and uh-huh. makes makes his wife get implants. Yeah, I can see. Think that. about it. Think about it. No, I I've thought about it. The parallels are there. We're we're this is this is the actual 1985. Like the you know, like this is what it. was the the day? Happened. Is that why Stranger Things is so popular? In, in 2015, was it October 21st, October something? Uh, that everything that was we were supposed, supposed to, to have hoverboards. I wore two ties that day. And I had just started a, a yeah. brand new position uh, working as a physical therapist. Uh, and no one got it. My boss didn't get it. My boss, he was Israeli at the time. So, like, he, the pop cultural reference was lost on him. But none of the other PTs, wow. none of the patients got it. I just, I had to own the fact that I showed up for work. Uh, to, which, to be fair, like, normally I would wear khakis and a polo. But for some reason, I wore a dress shirt and two ties on this day. <laughs> I, I want to ask you, how much did you commit to the joke? How long did the oh, all day. Tie all day. stay on? Oh, all day. Yeah. Bravo, sir. Bravo. Well, uh, you, you, you said they weren't, they weren't uh, Palestinians, were they? Because they would have shot you for their stolen uranium. Those were uh, Libyans. They w- oh, Libyans. Man. Oh, shit. You yeah, racist. Get, fuck. That's what it was. <laughs> Fucking I'm racist. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, we can swear on the show, right? Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. We can, we can step on each other calling Josh a fucking racist. I deserve I deserved that. That was... But uh yeah, so was It was fun. plutonium. You, you said uranium. You think I'm gonna let that slide? Chemists everywhere. It's because I'm racist, I'm sorry. It all looks like plutonium. Oh, I was uh, he was talking to Dr. Tan and uh oh, shit was crazy. <laughs> Marty McCheese. Mm. Marty McCheese. Marty. I think you and I watched a completely different movie. <laughs> uh, are, I, can, can I assume that uh, the two of you gentlemen are, are Rick and Morty fans? Uh, actually, not oh, okay. particularly. Yeah, I've, I've seen a few episodes and I do like the ones that I've watched, but I'm not. Uh... Yeah, I'm not yeah. not a fan. Yes, that's awesome. If, uh, if, you, if you're really curious about the origin of that idea um look up the the original dan Harmon episode I, the the first sketch I, oh I good thank you Go, uh, thank I goodness yeah context for the entire show well i am a dan i am a dan Harmon fan so like that's just, like I'm a, I'm a big fan of his i just haven't totally gotten into totally Morton. you uh community do you like community oh yeah, yeah 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 of course it is uh if you get the chance i, I, mean, I don't think you'd be disappointed it's I, I would say it's oh, probably yeah. one of my favorite cartoons, which is a, which is saying a lot. Wow, wow! All right, Dave, your favorite cartoon? Uh, BoJack Horseman. BoJack. Wow, that was quick. That was quick. I thought you'd have yeah. to think about that for a second. I, I yes, I mean, uh, yeah, I I love it so much. <laughs> okay, okay. Conversely, so those were both those were both adult cartoons. What's okay. your favorite like? cartoon cartoon like like child avatar the last airbender avatar okay avatar is good yep okay dave uh i don't i don't know i don't know how to answer this i don't i don't i don't i've tried to go back and watch some of the cartoons from my youth and they're terrible we're we're gonna do an exercise dave okay we'll do an exercise here okay i I want exercise don't you know i want 
Oh, sorry. I want I want you to play. You you can play twelve uh, year old Dave. And uh, so get in that mindset. And you're coming okay. home from you're coming home from school. Okay. And you're getting ready to watch your very favorite cartoon. And uh, Derek, you're gonna play uh, Dave's brother Bill, who uh, for the for the uh, for the purposes of this workshop is uh, six foot two, and uh, you know the high and tight haircut, sixteen years old, uh, most popular kid in school, uh, and he wants to play uh, Super Mario Brothers two on the Nintendo, so he needs the TV. Um, so you guys totally. got that? You got your characters? Uh, yeah, I'm me. <laughs> yep, you're you, but you're twelve. You're twelve years old. Okay. Derek is my brother who he's never met, and your description of him is totally out right. of character. Right. No, right. It's, it's for the for the purposes of this exercise. So he just grew five inches. Uh, like just built. Yeah, he's just he's just built like a, a brick shit house. So man. he's seven feet uh, tall, is what you're saying. Yep. Yep. Okay, we better start this before he's like <laughs> nine foot two. So, all right. So you got your scene. You got your scene. You got your characters, and I'm gonna come in as a surprise character halfway through. So go ahead. All right. What's up, Dweeb? Uh, nothing. I'm just sitting here watching DuckTales because I love DuckTales. And uh, I, I, I just love it so much. Uh, there's, there's Huey. There's Dewey. There's, there's Louie. What, what yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need you to get today? off that, man. Uh, I got this. You see this? This right here, Smash Brothers? And uh, right now, I am just itching to put this on the TV. And right now, you're sitting in my way. So I'm going to need you to hop on out. But... You, mom said that you have to share the TV with me and that I can watch things when I get home from school and I get home from school earlier than you. Hey, why don't both of you shut the hell up? I'm trying to smoke my Lucky Strikes and drink my Dad? Beast. And scene. That was Dad, great, that, guys. That, <laughs> oh, I was just going to get deep into how much the, that's the longest sentence my dad ever said. I know. Me. I needed to stop it there before you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but thank God he didn't accidentally say I love you or that would totally take me out of character. OK, so now we're going to do the segment I like to call extrapolating the data from the scene. What I took from that, Dave, is that your favorite cartoon is DuckTales. Oh, my God, you're a genius. Boom. Boom. We figured it out. <laughs> All right, time. What about you? What's yours? Uh, I don't know. I. Now that I have Disney Plus, I'm rewatching all of the uh, Disney afternoon. So it's pretty sweet. Um. But Gargoyles, Ooh. I think Gargoyles might be my favorite cartoon from being a kid. That or, or DuckTales. DuckTales was a good one, too. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Every day they're out there making. I haven't seen any of that new DuckTales that they're making there. It's pretty, uh, sh- I don't like it. I don't like it. See, I have kids, so I get to watch all this stuff. I get to watch all the new stuff. Um, like there's a new Muppet Babies out oh, right now. Really? Um, yeah, it's not that. It's not half bad. Um, to be honest with you, it's not bad. Uh, it's better than the new. You, I, you should tell Abel. Abel actually really is a is a fan of Muppet Babies. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it's it's uh, it's interesting. They added like a character. There's like this penguin named Summer, which I thought they were being they're like trying to be funny, but I don't think mm. that's that funny. Uh, that's. That's, that's Does it resemble one of one of the <laughs> Muppet penguins? No, not really. It's like its own thing. It's in a it's in a sweater mm-hmm. and stuff. All right, I uh, you can chastise me all you want, but uh, there's Muppet oh, penguins. Yeah. yeah, they. they I think they're they're like an app. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, really. Since since the Muppet Show, man, those they're they're OG. I don't remember that at all. I think you guys are making that nope. up. Nope. No, you can watch Muppet Show. Probably the first Muppet movie. They're probably in that. No, there's no way they're in the first Muppet movie. Yeah, at the end when the dude's throwing all the fish and stuff, they're in the in the audio. They're in the theater with him. I guarantee it. I think we should stop the podcast. Yep. Put on, put on Zoom, and then uh, we'll uh, all watch the Muppet movie no, together. I'm telling you, uh, fans, fans, write in your guesses. I'll, I'll have watched it by now because I'm gonna go watch it when we're done, and then I'll call you and be like, "Fuck off, dude." It's at, it's at uh, one hour thirty five minutes and two seconds into the movie at the end. I think my favorite joke from the Muppet movie is when he's saying it's a myth, myth, and then the lady says, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that joke. I fucking love the Muppets. The Muppets are great. And, and, and you know, anyone who says different is just, they're wrong. They're just yeah. wrong, really. Yeah. And, and uh, fans, again, if you want to write in and fight me on that, uh, mm. go ahead. Where are they, where are they writing to? Uh uh, Josh Taylor. Josh care, at internet.com. Care of uh, Google. At... <laughs> no, they know all my stuff. Swood Sessions on Twitter. Uh, Swood Sessions on Instagram. SJTaylor580 at Gmail. There. Yeah. Hate on me there. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Fight me. Fight me about not liking Muppets if you want. Uh, I'll get you on the podcast and we'll, we'll change your mind. <laughs> I don't. I don't really think anybody's going to come out anti Muppet. And really. if they do, I don't want them on the podcast. In this day and age, well, you just invited them. I know. On the I know, but now I'm like, no, because that person has no sense of humor if they don't like the Muppet. All right. So hopefully they'll listen to this whole thing and realize that you don't want them. Right. On. Right. They'll they'll be they in won't... the middle of emailing me and be like, oh fuck, he really doesn't want me on. I'm I'm going to stop. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't want them to stop the podcast as soon as as soon as you say. Come on, I'll have you on the podcast to discuss it. <laughs> All right, so this opens the door for a new segment. <laughs> I like to call "Is it you?" Unpopular opinions with whoever's on the podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to start with Dave. Dave, give me an unpopular opinion you have. Oh my god, that was quick. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let's play the theme song. I- Everybody's got an opinion. Some of them are really fucking stupid. Everybody's got an opinion. Now here is fucking Dave's. Okay, go ahead, Dave. <laughs> wow, did you just come up with that? That's like an original yeah, melody right, line right, right there. Right off the top of my head. Uh, unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. Boy. Um,. I'm gonna have to think about this one for a minute. Just give me a minute here. All right. I'm proving how right. good. I'm proving how much I need to take those improv. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm hoping I can scrape together. It's a good thing that I don't do a podcast that has anything. Oh, you improv. should, man. An uh, unpopular opinion. Uh, I think we're all gonna just get coronavirus at some point. Okay. <sighs> yeah. I I don't I don't I don't want it to be true, but I'm pretty sure. We're all just going to get it because there's too many fucking stupid people out there that like me, for example, I'm still going to work. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm washing my hands, but not like, uh, you know, not like immediately as soon as I come home from going to work. I don't see a whole lot of people. I see two people at work 
and uh, um, I see the lady at the gas station that sells me beer after work. But, uh, you know, I'm not that diligent, and I consider myself somewhat uh, responsible. And uh, I'm going to see my mom on Sunday for Easter because she begged me to come over, even though I know I shouldn't and she's old. And so I think uh, we're probably all going to get coronavirus and then uh, lots of people are going to die and it's mostly going to be my fault. Uh, I'm just, I'm sad now. Oh I'm man. Sorry. I was, I was hoping this segment would be a little more fun. Uh, that's. Yeah. I thought it was going to be funny wow. too. You fucking dick. Why did you bring all these emotions? I was hoping you were going to say like Taylor Swift is great or something. Like I, I. Oh, uh, that's not unpopular. That's a fucking fact. All right. All right. Let's see if we can turn this down. <laughs> this... All right. Let's see if we can. is going down. I'm pulling, just, up. Uh, Hold on. I'm pulling up on the stick. I'm pulling up on the stick. Derek, Derek, unpopular opinion. Maybe something having to do with Skittles flavors. Uh, uh, <laughs> they all taste the same to me. Ooh. Ooh. Hot take. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Let me go back. I want, I want to change mine. Instead of we're all going to get coronavirus, uh, caramel is overrated. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's better. All right. Okay. Um, I, uh, Derek, I kind of agree with you on the Skittle thing, unless you have the special Skittles, because then they take. Wait a second. Like, are there special Skittles? Skittles? Yeah. Um, they, uh, like the, the dark, the the sour sour ones ones, or like the berry ones? Sour ones. And then there's like the, the tropical Skittles. Yeah. But those all, those all taste the same within their own, uh, little uh environment there of of the tropical all the sour ones taste sour so yeah 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 okay okay all right well that was uh unpopular opinions oh you you give me your unpopular oh i don't have any popular opinions i go with the flow man everything's cool (laughs) (laughs) uh no uh unpopular opinion uh i don't mind being stuck in my house all the time really I don't. I honestly don't mind uh, being quarantined. It's pretty fun for me. Um, I, I I miss people though. I miss people coming over. Mm. It sounds like you you got you know you got your your kids and your wife and you got your show and yeah you pretty much you pretty much don't uh, don't go right. anywhere anyways besides go to work right. and when you're doing shows you go to shows but like you you don't ever go to other people's right. houses they always come to exactly. You. Exactly. I missed that, but you know, I got the wife and the kids and I can do shit like this and talk to people. So I'm not, you know, it's not that bad. Yeah. You got that blanket for it. You got that yeah. blanket for it. It's coming in real it's handy. It's pretty fucking sweet. I, I bet it's majestic. <laughs> I might keep it up after this is all over. And, you know, maybe we can all maybe, make it a permanent fix. Maybe we can all, uh, you know, get an apartment together when this is all over. And, uh, <laughs> I, I miss you, man. I miss your scent. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Uh, uh, yeah, that was for uh, Champ, Champ Kind. If he wants to come on the uh, podcast, that you can do that. That's uh, that brings us to another segment. Uh, five guys named. Ch- <laughs> I'm sorry. Five guys named. Five what? guys named Champ. <laughs> Team Champ. Uh, no, that's that sounds like difficult. a like a porn I haven't watched yet. Dave's probably got it. You, uh, from that statement, I'm good. Can I do my extrapolating that you did earlier? Sure. It seems as though uh, there's a lot of porn that you have watched uh, because you you seem surprised that there was a porn. I that thought you my collection yet. was like, 
you know, pretty complete, pretty uh, comprehensive. But uh, I, ha- I have no copies of Five Guys Named Chan. <laughs> I used to work at a video store in the early 2000s. And their uh, new releases would come out on on Tuesdays uh, for new movies to rent. And we'd also get new porn at the same time. And I had a customer who would come in on Thursdays, which was the day that I worked during the day. That's when all the new movies would come in for me to process and put in the system for the release the following Tuesday. And he would come in on Thursday in the middle of the day to see what new porns we were getting in. So he knew which ones he would come rent Tuesday as soon as we opened the new day. And that man were released. is my hero. <laughs> and I got to think with, uh, I mean, this was uh, like 2002 or something like that. And so internet porn already existed, but now it's way more prevalent. That guy has got to be uh, very, very happy or possibly dead from dehydration <laughs> um well dave now that you've told the uh the origin story of the podcast, <laughs> um how we met that's how josh and i met actually. <laughs> uh, yeah i sure do miss video yeah. king don't you josh <laughs> video king was video king was the shit that that there's no denying that was it was this the one over on uh on 57 Yes, that is okay. Could you could you please tell me what years (laughs) you worked there? Uh, I'm sorry, this is getting oddly specific, but no, no, no. I I am going to say it was this for tax purposes. uh, (laughs) Fall, yes, fall of 2002 to spring of 2003. I didn't work there for very long. Um, I got a job offer in the springtime, and so I, I stopped working there. Uh, but yeah, I worked there for about six been months like or so. Ten at the time. That that's right around the time that I was doing. Uh... Yeah, you used to come in and. Try I was and that kid. That was me, dude. And I was like, I was like, get the fuck out of here, unless you're gonna give me ten bucks. And I never so had any money, but I'm, I was starting my burgeoning collection. Yeah, that was uh, that was a fun well, job. Not for me. Uh, it was <laughs> dashing kids. I, I would walk right out of You Can Shine Gymnastics right next door, come into Video King, slap my two pennies down on the table, and say, "Sir, where is your porn?" <laughs> we called it the uh, um, we uh, we called it the Plaza of Kings because Burger King was right next door, and. Uh, yeah, we had the video king and the Burger King. Wow. I had a I had an African American couple come in one time and ask me as I'm working behind the register how come we didn't have more black porn in in the store. And I said to them, Look at my shirt. Do I look like I'm make decisions around here? I'm, I'm wearing a fucking red polo shirt okay. that says video king. Okay, okay, okay. I wanna take a break for a second so we can do we, we're gonna do another exercise here. <laughs> Uh, this seems like a good a good time to do one. So, uh, Dave, uh, I just I just got up and went to the kitchen and got a beer. So that was my. In idea. this exercise here, uh, I'd like you to play uh, the king of videos, and uh, Derek, uh, you're going to play the king of uh, burgers, and um, I will play um, the uh, the African American couple wondering why there's no more. Uh, I don't I don't know porn. if that's. Uh, 
I, I don't know if that's what you want to do. No, you don't think I can. You don't <laughs> think I can stretch and do that. You don't think? Oh, uh, uh, I think I think that you absolutely. The question could. is whether or not you should that, uh, really. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, let's see. Let's <laughs> yeah. Let's see how this goes. Let's just see how this goes. Um, to quote Doctor uh, Malcolm, there, uh, <laughs> life uh, uh, finds a way. <laughs> yeah, that, that one. <laughs> yes. Malcolm X. All right. Life finds a way. All right. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So okay. So I won't. I'm not going to do that. You know, in retrospect, it's a good idea. I'm not going to play that um, couple. I'm going to play a young uh, ten year old Derek uh, who just gets out of gymnastics next to the video king, whilst uh, the king of burgers is in having a dispute with the king of videos over who is king of the plaza. All right. All right. Then. Okay. And action. You see a crown on my head. You see this crown. Uh, I, I see a paper crown on your head. You're really. I not made it myself. It much. Oh, oh, you, you, you made your crown yourself. Oh, I'm very impressed. I have people that make my crown for me. Look at this land. I have all of the stories in here. People come here from all over to escape into a new fantasy world. What do you do? What do you do for them? Give them extra pickles? I provide if they ask for the it? hungry people of this town with sustenance and children's menus. Ding, 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 ding. Listen, you can't have things your way. Oi! Hey there, video king! I just got out of my gymnastics class and I got toppings for a porno! <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you're uh, quite old enough there, son. Oh, I am. Um, and also, uh, this is America, so you need to speak America. Cool, I'm the king of videos and also America, Young Squire. it turns out. Oh, why? Why don't you have any more African-American pornography in here? <laughs> uh, I, just, I just choose not to. Uh, I I like to things to reflect the way that I look, and I am a white and person. Scene, and scene, and scene. Oh, shit, scene, yeah. Scene. Uh, you probably uh, should have scene, scene, scene. So, now y'all know, I like my porn diverse. Yeah, and you used to be quite the streeter. Yeah, I, I grew up on the streets yeah. of London. Um, at, in fact, they, they actually tried to cast me. <laughs> yeah, this is actually really funny, because... Uh, in in I think it was in 2000, maybe 1999, when uh, when Syracuse Stage did Oliver for the first time, they cast this kid Wesley, who I was doing gymnastics with at the time, and you can try gymnastics, and he was Oliver in the Syracuse Stage production, and uh, yeah, so that's where our lives began to to diverge. Uh. <laughs> so then, at that point, you were. That was pretty spot on because you were probably practicing the accent. Yeah. Him, so, and you tried to, you, you figured it would make you sound older when you tried to get. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know it'll make me sound older. <laughs> A cockney accent. I'm going to go try and get some pornography. Oh, I'm going to get some pornography. Uh-oh. I am. I'm going to get some pornography. Oh, but there's the saloon doors. Uh, nobody can yeah. penetrate those saloon doors that we have in the back of the room. The impenetrable. Uh, is, is this doors. a script that you're writing for? It is now, and I uh, uh, we've claimed it. It's claimed here on the show. Nobody else can write this. All right, it's retro. People like retro. Mm. We're gonna we're in the business of setting things in the nineties. I I think it was two thousand two, two thousand three. 
Nineties. No, no, it was the 90s. No, it was late. So that's, that's get the late here, 90s. Get out of here with your facts. It's the late nineties. Yeah, <laughs> might be the king of burgers. <laughs> paper crown. I would. I had a whole elaborate storyline I wanted to pursue about uh, my daughter uh, wedding his son, and uh, so we could unite the kingdoms. But you know, oh, sorry. You had to take it to a race place, a man. Derek, a young Derek needed his pornography. And I mean, there's that the too. Young... I, I, I rest, rest assured, I, I found some. <laughs> Two years later. In that very store. When Dave stopped working. I went back and yeah. I, that guy's finally gone. <laughs> this guy, I'll take my tuppence. That guy. <laughs> that guy who patrols the room and has to kick people out for masturbating in the uh, pornography okay. room. Okay, okay. So here's a, here's a I never had question, to do Dave. That. Uh, yeah. whilst uh, you were working at the Video King, did you ever have to, like, shoo people out? I mean, is that true? Like, did you have to, like, uh, get people out of there and be like, hey, man, try, you know, I, this isn't a library? I didn't. Well, I we were closing one time, and there was somebody just hanging out. And then you never really want to walk back there when somebody's been in the porno room for a while. But, you know... It was like, we're supposed to be closed and I wanted to go home. And so I did have to go back there. And the guy was clearly drunk and he left without renting anything. Uh, Supposedly one of my uh, female co-workers caught someone masturbating. But, you know, she's the kind of girl that you couldn't really believe anything that she said. Okay. Uh, A liar. I think you call those uh, a liar. Could could you play upon her? Uh, um... (laughs) I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I could. I chose I chose not to because I had a girlfriend at the time, but I I, I did want to play upon her and play a beautiful melody that would uh, rival any porno out there. The Orphic porn. I'm like something with uh, synthesizer. I could uh, play no. the synthesizer. I mean, yes. <laughs> I I did synthesize <laughs> her. Yes, I created her off. I created her uh, in a lab. Plenty of synthesizing. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we've been doing this for a while. Uh, Derek, I'm going to let you, I'm gonna let you uh, plug yourself all over the place again. Um, all the cool stuff you got going on. And then uh, just so I can get us. You're going to let him plug himself live on air? Live I've on been air, training yeah. since I was and a then I'm gonna... So you go ahead and do that. Uh, I'm going to give you some time right now. So this is, uh, this is Derek Powell, and he's got a bunch of cool stuff going on. So listen up. Uh, thank you, Josh, so much for having me on. just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, my theater company, Breadcrumbs Productions. We're doing a comedy workshop next week, uh, April 15th, 16th, and 17th. Uh, three L.A. Uh, comics, uh, comedy writers, comedy performers. They've written uh, several shows that have been performed at Second City in Hollywood. One of them has been on NBC's Bring the Funny. One of them has written for Nickelodeon and Funny or Die. They are Huey Stonefish, Mirage Trans, and... Dwayne Colbert, they will be doing a Zoom uh, workshop over Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday with a performance at the end for everybody. Um, adults is uh, six to seven every day, and teenagers aged 13 to 17 is three to four every day. You can get the uh, tickets at breadcrumbsproductions.com slash store. Uh, you can sign up for $80, or if, uh, if $80 is not an achievable price for you, you can shoot an email to info at breadcrumbsproductions.com to talk about uh, scholarship slots and discounted rates. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. Ooh. Hey, hey. Yeah. yeah. Trusty the clown. <laughs>
Do you do you remember the animated Garfield? Yes. Garfield yes, Garfield friends. and friends yeah. with Binky the Clown, and he'd and be like, then, hey, yeah. And then you'd get Heathcliff, which was totally different in the middle of it. Yeah, completely different in tone. Right? Yeah. Was well, it Heathcliff, Heathcliff, it wasn't the same show. It was, oh, you know, well, because sure? Garfield and Friends was Garfield, and then it was like the barnyard animals. And, and normal right. and normal it was Garfield and normal and Odie and John that lived at Garfield's house and then there was like the and friends which was like the adventures of the chicken and um the chicken that was like a dick and then uh, uh dick chicken dick chicken called him dick chicken oh he was a cop yeah. he was a cop uh, that's what it was. <laughs> you know, private uh private detective no but then there was like the egg that oh. the egg that had feet and walked around oh yeah I remember that character yep yeah, yeah, but yeah. Heathcliff was a was a separate show. But Heathcliff was badass. Like Garfield was lazy and ate pasta, and Heathcliff was badass and hung out with a bunch of alley cats and shot dice and got all kinds of crazy cat poon. Wait, am I can I must be confused. I thought that was like part of the same show. No, no. Maybe I'm thinking of Heathcliff and and Riff Raff. Was that? Is uh, it? Was, oh, uh, God damn it! Is it just Rocky Horror Picture Show? Is that what, what we're talking, talking about? about? Yeah. 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 Um, Cliff, remember when Garfield was doing the Time Warp again? <laughs> That's right. That's right. That was astounding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. I think uh, John Arbuckle sorry. would be riffraff. Yeah, I agree. John Arbuckle will be a hell of a hell of a riffraff, riffraff though. Yeah. I feel like John Arbuckle would go. Well, you know what? You know what? Let this is a perfect time for an exercise. <laughs> Josh, start podcast. Sorry, we like to give ourselves some, some notes in the middle of this where we just yell loudly. Josh, no, start from here. Don't do the rest of that bullshit. That was awful. <laughs> is that how it goes? Yeah, something like that. But here's here. Wait, here's an exercise. Okay, so Dave. You're Garfield. Uh, that sounds right. That Obviously. tracks. I am fat. Obviously. I You're... am lazy. You're... I hate Mondays. I had lasagna yesterday, so I was tempted to give myself that role, but, you know, it's okay. Um, Occasionally, I do mail dogs to Abu Dhabi, so, yes. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, so, Derek, you can play um, John Arbuckle, obviously. Dream role. And uh, uh, I will play... Um, uh, John's girlfriend. Liz. What's her yeah. name? Yeah, what was her name? Liz, so, okay, yeah, I'll Liz. Play Liz. And Liz is Liz is picking up John to go to see uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, the midnight showing. And uh, Liz and John haven't discussed their level of being into Rocky Horror yet. So when she gets at the door, this this could get interesting. So we got we all got our parts. Yeah, yeah, I got my part. Okay, so Dave, Orange Cat, you like lasagna? Hate Mondays. Uh, Derek, Derek, you are uh, John Arbuckle, uh, about to go to Rocky Horror Picture. So show. you're recapping this from three seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, it, it's for myself. It's for myself. Okay, and action. Oh, great! He's got another date tonight. I'm sure that's gonna go well. Hey, Liz. Oh, what do you think of my riffraff costume? Uh, uh, John, I'm, I'm, 
I'm just dressed normally. Um, I'm I'm just a normal person. I don't get dressed up to go uh, see this, oh, and I'm I, you don't understand. I'm surprised, you... Liz. We're gonna see Rocky Horror Picture Show. This is a once a year event. You gotta show your love for the film. Yeah, but John. Oh, there's gonna be a horror, all right. <laughs> I mean, John, you could have just worn uh, the riffraff from the beginning of the movie. You didn't have to wear the lingerie at the end. I think that's a little over the top. Liz, have you ever been to a midnight showing of Rocky Horror Picture Show before? Everybody does it. I haven't. This is my first time. I just I, I knew it was something you liked. I didn't realize you were gonna you're gonna dress like this for. Oh it. God! Did, did you did, you you brought the toilet paper, right? Tell me you brought the, the toilet the paper. The what? The toilet paper. No, I, I didn't bring. What are you talking about, John? You're crazy. You have to throw the toilet paper. I uh, now that's something I can get behind. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I gotta say, um, yeah, Garfield's pretty much the part I was. Garfield. That Garfield was. Tight, oh man, man. that was <laughs> that was like I'm pretty sure who was it was it Bill Murray like the last time they did a Garfield movie it, it I think was he, he's got to run pretty yeah long. I think it could definitely be could you um yeah what would you say if you were to like kick a dog off a table like how well how would you react to that Dave uh things are really falling into place it's, ah, ah, man it's like you grew you up with it? Jim Davis. <laughs> Uh, so I get. I'm gonna tell a story. Uh, I may have Boy. mentioned this. I don't think so. But uh, uh, one year for Christmas, because uh, uh, Josh and I are a little older than you, Derek. Uh, it was the '80s, and we, uh, as a family, got a VCR for Christmas, and uh, we recorded a bunch of Christmas specials because we we got it early. Uh, we recorded a bunch of like Christmas specials, like the Garfield Christmas special. Are you guys oh, familiar with too, that? Too too well, my friend. Okay, so we recorded that the Peanuts one, uh, the Grinch, Frosty the Snowman, Santa Claus coming to town, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, we did not have our VCR for very long before it broke, and then we didn't have another one. Uh, my family was poor; we did not get another VCR. When we would go and see my grandfather, who lives in another state. Uh, he had a VCR, but no TV. Like, or he had a TV, but he didn't have like cable or anything. And he lived out in the country. He couldn't really. So he could. We could watch things on tape. And so we would watch Christmas specials because that's all we had to watch when we went to visit him. So it'd be the middle of July, and we'd be like, "Let's all gather around the TV and watch Frosty and the Garfield Christmas special." Every time we went to see him, that turned out to not be a good story. So no, no, honestly, I I relate no. in a certain way. This is uh, and the sound of music. That was one thing that we also had recorded off TV. Which, by the way, I don't know if you ever seen the sound of music with commercials. Ooh. It's ve- it's very very long, <laughs> but it's my mom's favorite. My mom's favorite movie, so I've seen it probably. I'm not even exaggerating. At least. 40 wow. Times. wow. Wow. Could you quote wow. a lot of it, do you think? Oh, I absolutely you could, could do a Von Trapp sketch. Okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um sing any of it for you, but Dave, we're gonna we're gonna do a little we're gonna take a moment to do a little exercise here. <laughs> Boy, you're just full of exercises tonight. You do need to get out of the house more. <laughs> uh no, I won't make you do that. What's that? What no, I was gonna no, I was just wondering. It did it always it always ended the same, right? The sound of music, not the sound of music. Nazis win. Uh, yeah, the Nazis win. Okay. They slaughter all of the nuns. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, but that one that, was a bitch. She was always talking. That's shit also about how Maria. Garfield Christmas special ends, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's how a lot of them ended in the 80s. Dad would chop down the tree. Nazis burning up. I don't know. They could have. That went very dark very quickly, and uh, I wasn't prepared for it. I can't really remember what happens in the Garfield Christmas special. Uh, I know that they go to the uh, um, grandfather's farm, and then John has a brother. Yeah, Doc Boy. Doc Boy. Yep. yep. They. <clears throat> oh, and they talk about. Uh, this is one thing that we did. I did quote uh, all the time every year on Christmas. <clears throat> Uh, my my mom would say because we watched the Garfield Christmas special so many times. Well, what do you boys want to do first? Do you want to eat breakfast, or do you want to open presents? And then Bill and I would scream presents and try and make our mouths look weird, like they did. Yeah, all weird, giant, and uh, tongues flapping around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm assuming your mom doesn't spend Christmas morning with you anymore. Uh. She doesn't. No, she no. said she hates me. No. Yeah. Uh, she comes over to Bill's, and we we do Christmas morning every year well, together. Is that tradition still intact? Uh, no, it is not. Somewhere along the way, it uh, it died. Everything dies. Did it change to breakfast? Uh, yeah. We. Well, I don't know. I go over there and eat breakfast, and then I we open presents. So yeah, I think it did switch to breakfast. <laughs> uh, wonderful. Then we'd take those presents. You guys, uh, so Josh, I know as a kid you opened uh, presents on Christmas Eve like a psychopath. Yep, still do. Do you do, do, you do that with your kids? Uh, with my family we do, yeah. Uh, but they wake up on Christmas morning and open presents? Yeah, Santa comes. Yeah. And uh, they get to open presents. On, and then we go to Corey's mom's and she gets them like, mountains of presents and it's ridiculous but you know what are you gonna do good yeah good stuff it's actually nice though because we can get them fewer things and then be like don't worry you're going to grandma's you're gonna get hooked up (laughs) yeah don't worry you're going to the good the good house after this no we get them like one or two like big ass things so they don't open a bunch but they get cool stuff right and then they go to grandma's and she gets them like a thousand things. She goes to the dollar store and wraps like everything. That's what my mom does. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Because kids don't care what they get. They just care how much they get. Right. Which is sad, but, you know, it's true. Did you Did you and Sean, this is something Bill and I used to do. Derek, do you have any stories? I have four. Oh. Uh, are you guys close in age? Or we are you? all exactly three years apart. I'm the eldest. Oh, uh, so it gets a little, yeah, so. you know, like my sister and I, my youngest sister, we aren't super close, but we we all spend quite a bit of time together. So right. we're we're close, like you know, mentally. Are they are they local or do they live? Uh, they they actually all live within um, ten minutes of me. I live with my eldest younger sister uh, Chelsea, um, and then the rest of my siblings still uh, live at home with my parents, which are like like ten minutes away. So it's not far. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so, Josh, did you and uh, Sean uh, like uh, count your presents to see who got more presents on Christmas morning? I don't. Christmas? I don't ever remember doing. I that. remember Bill. Bill and I did that. I remember I was like counting, and I was like, "Oh, he got he got more than me because he got like one more present than I did." I was a little bitch. So, yeah. How about you, Derek? Were you guys counters? Were you guys present? Um, 
Yes, but only because um, my my mother actually uh, has obsessive compulsive tendencies, and and probably honestly the disorder. She's just never gotten it diagnosed because she's 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 really she does not want to go uh, see any sort of mental health practitioner or, or clinician. But I'm sure that she has some sort of uh, uh, tendency towards obsessive compulsion. So she would make sure that everyone ex- had exactly the same number of presents and, and actually would become sort of upset if, uh, if there was a discrepancy there. Oh, wow. So she would be upset. Yeah, we didn't, didn't really care. care. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I never, Sean and I never, my brother and I never really like cared that I remember. I mean, we probably did like, cause you know, six, seven and eight, like where my kids are right now, like, you remember you you think about that stuff, but then when you grow up, you don't remember being a little right. kid like that. I guess I was just uh, I was just raised to remember all of the bad things that I did. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> all right then. Good times. This is good. Uh, good stuff. This is this is just for editing. We we just we allow this dull time. Totally. Totally. You know, actually, Dave, I I really empathize with that because I think it's almost like part of our nature, part of the human condition, gets stuck on on past mistakes and like like perseverate, kind of get stuck in those those thought patterns. Like it's very easy to remember all the things that you've done that are. Oh, you know, I remember! I remember embarrassing things that I said to people in high school. I was like, "Come on, brain!" Right. You can't you can't remember what you did yesterday, but uh, you got to remember what you said to that girl. And uh, totally, and and this is I think it's a universal thing. I, I think people really get hung up on these failings that you know we perceive as such a big deal, but the rest of the world is like we they could care, yeah. let alone remember. You know, right? Yeah, you know that that brings up a good a good point. I, I think maybe we should do another. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah. All right. They're uh, starting so, to grow on me. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to play um, eighth grade Dave. Okay. Uh, I think, I think I can really nail that. Um, really uh, nail that character. You probably shouldn't nail eighth graders, but uh, go ahead. <laughs> well, eighth grade Dave. So it's okay. Oh, um, yeah. And Dave, you're going to play the girl uh, that you embarrassed yourself in front of. Yeah. Okay. And, and Derek is going to reprise his role as Bill. Uh the, my older uh, seven foot brother your seven foot brother who's jacked and plays all the sports and gets all the chicks um and the dudes too he's, yeah. he doesn't even care e- equal oh, opportunity uh, yeah yeah i just i i don't know why i felt that important for your character uh, no i character. feel it i feel it um yeah so uh i'm eighth grade dave uh okay and uh dave uh why don't you set the scene for us because you were there okay um, uh, she is getting a lift home, uh, from somebody that I'm in a show with, uh, it's a theater show and uh, I am getting a ride home from an older kid. And uh, this girl is also getting a ride home from him. Okay. So wait, wait, wait. Okay. If that's the scene then Derek, I'm sorry. I know you were really looking forward to playing Bill. Uh, oh no, Bill be... was in shows with me. So uh... no, but can, can he just be the older kid giving us the ride? Yeah, I mean, that yeah, makes a little more sense. That makes a little more sense. So, uh, what's that that older kid? Does he have a name? Uh, Nate. Is he also Nate. Okay. a pansexual so Derek, jock? You... Is the, like what is the difference here? 
He's a he's a drama uh, guy, so he's not really a jock, okay. but he is pansexual. He's actually the first. Uh, uh, of, I can out him here because it's been uh, 25 years. He's the first person that came out to me as gay that I ever uh, knew in my life. Oh well, there you go. There's some, there's some. So character. he's not pansexual. I'm pretty sure he's just gay. Okay. Okay. Well then, there but you he go. could be there's pansexual for the point of this exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, All right. Well, Derek, you got, you got, I got some work with. You're telling me I'm basically playing myself, which I can do. So this is fine. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got some stuff to work with there. Uh, You're giving eight, eighth grade Dave and uh, this girl for, for purposes, we're going to call her Stephanie uh, for purposes of this exercise. Um, And we just got out of her. You gave, uh, you gave the girl a fake name and I named the real person. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so um, uh, we just got out of rehearsal. So, uh, uh, hey, Stephanie, uh, that was a great rehearsal. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think you're doing great in your role. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you're you're doing real good too. I'm glad you could uh, glad you could uh, be in this show with me. I feel lucky. hey, uh, my parents lent yeah. me the car, so I can give you guys a ride home if you want. Oh, Nate, that'd be great, man. Oh, that would be super. You're so dreamy. Oh, come on now. No, it's not like that. You uh, you all want to hop in the back seat and be, uh, you know, get to know each other a little? Can I sit up front with you? I don't want to sit back there with that uh, kid. Um, oh, yeah, that'd be great. Let's sit in the back. There's you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too invested in one way or the other. You, you all can sit where you want to sit, but uh, I got to go, so we should hop in. Oh, I just peed my pants. Oh, oh God, I can't stop peeing. Oh, oh why am I peeing? Oh, the I got a towel here. Oh. I'm going to take this towel. Oh, thanks, Nate. That's really nice of you, man. He's oh. so gross. Can't we just leave him behind? Maybe you and I, Nate, can go somewhere together. What, you've never peed your pants? <laughs> oh, it's all right. Uh, I think I, got, I cleaned most of it up. You can, you uh, can keep that towel, man. Hey, it's cool. Uh, Oh, thanks. Uh, Stephanie, it was really great uh, being in rehearsal for you for that play. Um, oh, my God. He smells so bad. This is awful. And scene. And scene. I'm sorry. I forgot I was the one that called <laughs> the end of that. Um, you just got too invested in the character? I was, yeah, I was expecting you to call scene, Dave. Did, um, you, did you notice how Stephanie uh, sounded a little bit like Garfield I, there? There was a similarity. A little bit. She, I bet she has a serious disdain for Monday. <laughs> she does. She hates him. Well, uh, that wasn't um, funny. Could, funny story to uh, uh, go along with. It's not a story. Uh, it's a little tidbit of information to go along with something we already talked about, or possibly haven't talked about yet on the podcast, depending on how you edit this. Uh, in eighth okay. grade, I played Oliver in Oliver. <laughs> Oh, so I should have been talking about playing. That is the third time Oliver has come up in the past hour. Yeah. Well, that was great. I don't know how he got me to say that I still pee my pants, but Josh, he's, he's he's a magician over there when he's running things. But he's not running things anymore now, is he? No, this is me. Uh, that was Garfield's Christmas Embarrassments. I, I really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we got a fun segment coming up. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but it may have something to do with a Muppet. Or or maybe not. Uh, please enjoy. Uh, I, 
got Corey out here, so I'm gonna ask Dave. We only have three more. I'm gonna ask Dave, and I'm gonna ask uh, Derek uh, for our uh, couch cabaret that we have to do tomorrow yeah. slash yesterday. Um, what I'm gonna start with Derek, and then I'm gonna then Dave's gonna answer. Um, what do you want Corey and I to do for our couch cabaret tomorrow? POV is not an option. Oh, oh. Um, I that wasn't Wait, on my mind what's, until what's now, but now that's all I want. What's what's <laughs> not an option? I, I missed that. Somewhere, ten-year-old Derek is like POV. slamming his two tuppence down. Oh, that's like two tuppence to see that. I would. <laughs> Going inside. Okay, but uh, but for real, uh, before Corey goes inside, Derek, are there are there like musical performances that you're doing? I I think you should do something from Galavant. I think you should you reprise your uh your uh maybe you're not the worst thing song. <laughs> yeah. We've right. gotten a lot of requests for that. Well, we either did that gloriously or uh, <laughs> didn't do that, but you're welcome. Because uh, the podcast is coming out after the event tomorrow. So, as I previously or futurely uh, named, I'm a big Sound of Music fan. So, uh, I am 16 going on 17. Be a pretty, pretty, pretty good duo. But you should do it well. like switched. Dave, I oh, can yeah. tell you. There you go. Yeah, no, no, no. I can tell you. I can tell you. We did that. We did a gender bent version of that yesterday. Um, for those of you who missed it, there were there were some technical difficulties uh, in saving it. So unless you caught it live, you missed it because uh, it didn't oh, save nuts. to the video. So you're probably not going to see that. Uh, but we did a gender bent version of 16 going on. Oh my god! Amazing. I'm so sorry. Nobody got to see it unless they did. Yeah, I mean, if you saw it, you know how great it was. But if you go back now to the page to try and watch it, I don't think I think all they took right, it down for copyright reasons. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it was great. Uh, I played uh, Liesel. Yeah, uh, Liesel. Yeah, it was glorious. Right. Um, bye, Corey. Bye, everybody. It's nice talking bye, to Rolf. you. <laughs> and that ends Rolf's corner. I take it from our conversation uh, uh, and the fact that you tell me how old you were, Derek, during the uh, Video King story that has or has not happened yet due to editing. <laughs> uh, that yeah. you're, you are uh, significantly uh, um, younger than Josh and I by a little bit. Um, so did you have a teen movie uh, when you were growing up that was uh, – extremely popular or is that not a thing uh that things were popular I, anymore is your is your question if i had like a john hughes movie or if i just had a movie i liked when i was a teen uh yeah i just mean some what was what was the one of your uh, generation? yeah like uh like the beginning of our generation of what do we have uh i don't know days of confused and then later like american pie that came out American Pie, yeah, that was ours. Like that was like when when I, when you were graduating high school, what was the big thing? oh, oh boy movie? We had Scream also, right? Scream, and I know we yeah. did it was summer. you know it might have been The Hangover, honestly. That that was the uh, that everyone was really? talking about that wow. when I the year I graduated high school. You guys, you guys grow up so fast. That's that. Well, back in my day, 
We we watched American Pie where they were having sex with a pie right on the dining room table, and the dad walked in and he said, "Oh my, you're That's... fucking a pie." <laughs> so that was comedy. I, 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 that was a pretty good UG movie <laughs> impression right there. Oh goodness, you should have seen my eyebrows. <laughs> uh, you know what? They're I think point. actually, like what I would have considered my my teen movie was was Five Hundred Days of Summer. I don't know if either of you have seen this film. Oh yeah, wow. Uh, uh, Joseph Gordon. Zoe Deschanel. Uh, yep, yep. Zoe. It's not bad, actually. Yeah. Like, I think yeah, it, yeah. it holds up a no, lot. No, I like that movie. Like, lot. like great performances and 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 the writing of this uh, of 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 the I can't remember the the name of the character, but the the Joseph Gordon Levitt character's relationship with. I think his name no, was. No, I think that's right. Oh, yeah, because he works for like a like a Hallmark sort of card company. Yeah. But like his the the idea of like creating uh, this perfect Paul. relationship in your head and having it tear down around you only to see that like you were the you were the the more toxic partner yeah. of the two. I think it's a really cool real flair. I'd like to see that movie again, actually. Yeah, I don't know. That made me uh, feel things about myself that I didn't want to feel. So yeah, yeah. Well, it says a lot about um, about you uh and your age and us and our age because our movie were like remember when the boy was fucking the pie and then you're like well this movie that makes you really think about you know stuff and we're like yeah remember the when they fucked the pie and then there was like the stiff mice yeah um, there you go uh that was that was the voice John. I was oh totally totally um yeah josh did it make you josh, when the you saw american pie did you think about fucking a pie afterwards well, when I saw American Pie, I was like, how did they know that fucking a pie is great? Like, I thought I was the only one who would. Oh, as wait. A fat, how, as a how... fat person, I don't. Okay. Like, what temperature of pie? Uh, room. It was room temperature. Like, I want, I put it in the microwave. Okay. And then it was like 20 minutes. You don't early. want to do it fresh out of the Yeah, oven. no. That sounds just not. sad and painful. As as a, yeah, I mean that would that would burn. You'd probably get some. As lesions. a fat person, I don't want to waste pie like that. I I didn't say oh, I didn't eat it. Good for you. It was a strawberry rhubarb pie so with like cream salty, filling, you know, flavoring. Yeah, it worked. It worked. It was good. All right, then. That's um, been, this pie, been fucking. pie fucking. Yep, pie fucking one on one. Uh, the whipped cream helps too, uh, especially if it if you do put it in the microwave and it gets a little warm. Is, is this uh, you can cool it down? Is, is cake versus pie still a recurring segment on your on your podcast? I uh, know cake cake versus pie was. Uh, I had a conversation with Adel Rafai uh, last week, uh, and we talked about cake versus pie, uh, and it's a uh, it's a battle of the sexes. Well, I feel like we just decided uh, why it is question. A, um, it's such a clear line. <laughs> yeah, guys like pie. You you're out here yep. trying to tell me you can't fuck cake. Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying I've never tried. But then again, I'm yeah, I haven't tried you either. You should. So you shouldn't. It doesn't. Literally, it falls apart. It doesn't hold up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it falls apart. Like it's just the consistency of cake doesn't lend itself to fucking. You know, I've been watching the Great British uh, Bake Baking Show. Is that what uh, they do? Not once. Uh, not no, not once did they fuck a <laughs> cake or a pie on that show. 
So uh, thumbs down. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna watch a couple more seasons and see. Uh, but it's not the great American oh, Bake Off. Yeah, because like it's American Pie. Oh right, movie. So maybe that's a so, completely American thing. Yeah. Uh, you should reach out to some of your uh, listeners from across the pond. Oh, I w- hold on. Actually, I have a voicemail uh, from a friend of mine um, from England. Uh, let me just uh, let me pull that up on the machine here. Uh, hold on one second. <laughs> Boop. Hello there, Josh. Turns out. I'm from England. What was the question again? I forgot. It was something about cake and pie. Uh, over in England, we don't like to fuck our pastries. All right, bye. So that was it's a a friend of mine from England. So we're good. It turns out they don't. Tenardier? What's that? <laughs> no, he's actually French. I don't know why he talks like that. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> I thought he was going to ask if he'd rent a porno movie, but he's going to. For no. some toughness. <laughs> International child of wonder. Uh. <clears throat> uh, I got a voicemail here. Let me check it real quick. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> Hey, it's Josh. Why don't you do stuff in the middle of the podcast now? Do you like, do you like that voicemail? All right. Um, <clears throat> okay, well, that was American Pie or Cake. And what I learned from that is uh, you can fuck anything if you really put your mind to it. Also, that Derek is a lot younger than me, and that makes me jealous. Uh, but he was a lot of fun to have on the podcast. Uh, I enjoyed his time, and I hope you are doing that too. We got a movie roundup coming up next, uh, so please listen. Continue to listen. Hello, and welcome to Movie Roundup. I'm your host, Sir Drake Johnson. It's wonderful for you to join me this evening as I round up people who have seen movies and have them tell me about the movies they've seen. All right, I've got a couple of guests this evening. I'd like to let them introduce themselves, starting with someone, I believe his name is Terence. Uh, hello? Yes, Mr. Walpole, please. Terence Walpole, you may call me Mr. Walpole. I work for the, uh, the British Bureau of Censorship. Mm-hmm. Mm, wonderful, wonderful. All right. Uh, and uh, it's wonderful to have you here today. I'm assuming you've seen a few movies, yes? Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, because of my job, I, I see well over 200 films a year. Uh, mostly for the purpose of stamping them out of existence. Mm, 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 wonderful. All right. Well, um, as you know, I like to ask people about movies they've seen. So if you could tell me what your 27th favorite movie is, that would be wonderful. Uh, certain 27th. Um, probably Remains of the Day with Anthony Hopkins. Now, I don't believe I know anything about that movie other than the fact that other than Sir Anthony Hopkins, I believe... Um, Ving Rames is in that? Yes. Um, as a matter of fact, it's his least objectionable role. Uh, all of the other Ving Rames films <laughs> I have seen, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I had to recommend, were removed from circulation in all local libraries. Uh, but this one, however, did stay in circulation because it is mm-hmm. absolutely unobjectionable. There's nothing about this particular film that, uh, that warrants its removal from popular culture. Mm, mm, uh, mm. What about that gay rape scene in the uh, basement of the uh, 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 the the 
swap shop, whatever you call it, the the the, the uh, army surplus. I think you're thinking of the Goonies, which I did recommend oh. for removal. Mm. Mm. Yes, uh, sir. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, you haven't been properly introduced yet, sir. I have another guest with me, and your name, sir. Uh, my name is uh, Sean Paul John Williams. Sean Paul John Williams Scott. It's a pleasure. Paul... Pleasure to meet you. All right. Um, so um, now, sir, uh, Mr. Sean Paul John Williams Scott, um, what is your 23rd favorite movie? My 23rd favorite. You said 23rd, not 22nd or 24th, right? 23rd. Zeroing yes. in. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with uh, 12 Angry Men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am quite familiar with this movie, actually. Uh, this movie, I believe, my friend Steve told me about this. It's uh, There's a bachelor party that goes awry in Las Vegas. And they, uh, an exotic dancer gets uh, murdered by the uh, bachelor party, uh, I believe. Yep. Um, and they go and they bury her. And they, I think Jeremy Piven was yes. involved. Um, uh, yeah, Tom, Tom Hanks is actually the star. Jeremy Piven's in the movie. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks is the star. Yes. Um, uh, he's, uh, he starts out small, but then he gets uh, large. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a Goodness, very... It seems like something I couldn't let the viewers watch. I'll get on this immediately. Uh, uh, but there's a horse in an elevator. So, like, that, I mean, that part's pretty good. Is this Caligula? That's that. Uh, no, that's the, um, this is a, this is a sequel to Caligula. Caligula had a sequel? Uh, yeah. It called. Right, this is the, this is the 12th sequel. It's called. 12 Angry Caligulas. Yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Mr. Whirlpool, was it? Yes, yes. Yes, uh, Mr. Whirlpool. A whale uh, pole. Uh, whale uh, pole. Whale pole. I'm sorry, Mr. Whale pole. I apologize. Um, what is your, uh, Let's say sixteenth favorite movie. Sixteenth favorite movie. Well, you, you, I tend to gravitate towards films that uh, are a bit more on the innocent side. Uh, just things are that offend my delicate sense. Going on oh, <laughs> oh, you're speaking of that that Julie Andrews film. Yes, the the, uh, the sound of of music. Uh, I suppose I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't watch movies. Well, uh, in this movie, uh, it, it, it's actually quite 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 brilliant adaptation of a of of, of a novel. Uh, I think it was, it was turned into some sort of um, graphic novel at one point, but in the film version, it is an alternate timeline in which the Nazis uh, win the Second World War and uh, go on to complete and total world domination. But it's, oh, it's musical. It's, it's music. Uh, oh. Set to yes, music. Yes. Um, the Nazis win World War Well, it sounds uh, devastating. It could be good. I'm not sure. Um, well, uh, Mr. Uh, Sean Paul John Williams Scott, have you seen this movie? Uh, I have. Uh, my favorite part um, is the uh, um, voiceover work by Samuel L. Jackson. Oh. Uh, I, I love that in a Nazi film. It feels completely in place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a, That I actually was the reason right. that I had to censor it. It wasn't the fascism. It, it was the, the, the obscenity spewed by the the mouth of this American actor. Yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of f words and a lot of mother f words in oh, there. Oh. so yeah. Oh yes. All right. Well, uh, Mr. Sean Paul John Williams Scott, uh, what is your 13th favorite movie? I know it's a spooky number, but if you don't mind asking. Well, it's it's funny that you mentioned it's a spooky number mm-hmm. because it is a a bit of a, a spooky 
film that is my 13th favorite film, well, and that's Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Now, I am not familiar with this movie at all. Mm-hmm. It's a biopic about uh, Forrest Whitaker. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's pretty entertaining. It, it takes you all the uh, all the way from his days um, as the the football player in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and it stopped uh, around the time when he did Last King of Scotland. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's it's really great. It, it shows you all about his life and uh, all about the things that he achieved. Even though he grew up wearing leg braces, so it's mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. All right, now, uh, Mr. Wellbone, uh, have you seen uh, this? Uh, no, I certainly have not. <laughs> oh well, all right then. Uh, well, uh, then oh. on onward in the poll here. What would be your uh, seventh favorite? Oh, uh, it's probably a Serbian film. Oh, are you familiar with this picture? Probably not. No. I don't watch movies. Serbian film is, is one of the most heartwarming pictures that I, I've had the pleasure to see. It's, it's, it's about two young frogs, and these young frogs grow up in a swamp. One of them actually uh, gains the ability to play the banjo, and he is invited by uh, another group of animals to go across the country picking up a, uh, an act that they then um, perform for uh, children. And it's, it's, it's quite a, a heartwarming picture. Hey, well, that, uh, I, I didn't. I, I'm not even really sure if I've seen that movie. I'm I'm not even sure it really exists. Are you sure that's not just a myth? No, that movie sounds. You you can find pirated copies of the DVD, much to my chagrin. I, I did my best to eliminate it from all uh, internet searches during my work for BBC. Um, I mean, Mister Mister Sean Paul John William Scott, you said that this movie is a what? Uh, a myth. A what? A myth? Yes. All um, right. Yeah. Um, well, Mr. Uh, Sean Paul John William Scott, what is your eighth favorite movie? My eighth favorite movie. Um, it's funny you already mentioned Remains of the Day because I was gonna, I was probably gonna pick that one. Um, uh, I would say that my eighth favorite movie is. Uh, uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Uh, now, I am a little bit familiar with this movie. If I remember correctly, uh, this is the movie in which uh, a, uh, a kind of nerdy shopkeep uh, is running a uh, florist shop. And a, uh, a plant comes to him uh, during a solar eclipse. And uh, it turns out that this plant starts eating people at the end of it um and uh there's a girl in there a busky woman in there who sings songs about wanting to uh get away from uh being eaten by a plant and such is this is this the movie you're speaking of uh yes that's definitely the movie that i'm Mm -hmm. speaking yes yes uh yeah bill murray's in it um Mm -hmm. it's really good he uh he plays a little golf um that people enjoy him playing golf Yes, uh, yes people weren't expecting him to play golf because he's a dentist, but then it turns out he's really good when nobody's watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he can hit amazing shots. He wins the Masters. It's 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 really entertaining. Wonderful, wonderful. And the, the twist with the ghosts at the end, that's mm-hmm. a really uh, uh, fun spot in the movie. You oh. weren't you weren't expecting these ghosts to be in there, but he just goes in and he just busts them. Yeah, it's funny, but I could have sworn that was nine to five. 
Oh, uh, well, um, I, I'm not sure how long the movie is. Um, uh, it could be nine hours. It could be five hours. I'm not 100% sure. Um, either way, I know it has a large, uh, a large busted woman in singing. I've heard uh, that both of those movies have that in there. Uh, my friend Steve is uh, a big fan of movies uh, with that uh, particular thing in them. So um, now, uh, Mr. Uh, well, Pole, well, Pole. Good God, sir. Well, Paul, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mr. Well, Paul. Yes. Um, what, uh, as I ask everyone who comes on the program here, um, if you were to entice me to watch movies and start watching movies, uh, what would be the very first movie you think I Sir, should watch? Sir, well, if I'm going to do any enticing, I assure you it would not be to watch a film. Most of what I do is ensuring that people don't get to watch films. But I suppose if I had to recommend one to you, it would probably be... Hmm. Are you familiar with the picture Salo? Salo? I'm no? not. I'm not familiar with that. Uh, well, no. uh, essentially what happens, there's a young boy, uh, a British lad, uh, after surviving a terrible attack at the age of nine months, uh, grows up to find out that he is a wizard, in fact, and receives a letter to go to a mythical school where he learns and perfects his wizardry skills and uh, then goes on to defeat the very uh, wizard that scarred him at nine months of age. Oh, like wizard. Him. Yeah, I think I've seen this. Uh, Gandalf. Yes, it. yes. Um, Frodo's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh, that's now, now, is this the movie uh, with, uh, it's got Fred Savage in it, and uh, his younger brother is very good at uh, playing. No, 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 that's nine to five. That's right. nine to five. Oh, oh, all right. Well, wonderful. I'm glad we got well, that Well, um, you know, uh, I... I do not watch movies, so I will not watch either of those movies. Uh, so, uh, Sean Paul, John Williams, Scott, uh, what movie would you choose to be the first one I ever watch if I were ever to decide uh, to watch movies? I mean, hands down, it's got to be Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator? Uh-huh. Uh, now yeah, I'm... it's a fantastic... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, after you, I know nothing about that movie. It's... Uh... Sounds oh, it's a ridiculous. it's a fantastic movie about a boy who meets some aliens and he flies through space, and then one of the aliens pops out of his stomach, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh no, I don't know if I like this," but then he does he does like it, and he he really gets attached to the alien, mm-hmm. and then the alien points at him with his finger, and then they eat Reese's pieces. Oh, Mac and it's, me. Uh, it's a, Are you talking about great Mac movie. and me? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, oh. Um, that's kind of a knockoff of this movie, oh, Flight oh, of the Navigator, which came out first, right. definitely, mm-hmm. and uh, is a much more enjoyable story. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Well, gentlemen, uh, Mr. Sean Paul, John William Scott, and uh, Mr. Whale uh, Bone, Whale Paul, Mr. Whale Paul, uh, I thank you both for joining me on Movie Roundup, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Well. Uh, I did not. All right. Well, have a great evening. All right. Well, that was Movie Roundup. Hey, I think I'm really getting the hang of this uh, hosting the podcast thing. Uh, uh, Dave, Dave, I'm I'm doing doing, the in-between stuff. You took the whole thing. You didn't even get to the second part of Bruce's interview. Yeah, it's coming up next. Uh, People, we're spacing it out because it's, uh, you know. He's a famous person, so you kind of want to yes, want to sprinkle yes, that out throughout the podcast. So, and so I thought I was going to do this, and you were just going to sit over there and drain your bathtub. 
I'm sorry, I, I was, and I couldn't take it anymore. I, we had to get to the Bruce part two, man. We got to listen to it. It's great. All right. He's funny. Whatever. You just love the sound of your own voice. That's fine. Well, you know, I got to give the people what they want. Exactly. And here's Bruce part two. I told you my favorite book of yours. I was about to ask you what your favorite book was. All right. Of your, of your books, not of all books, but of the ones you've read. Yeah. And that's my least favorite question in the world. <laughs> I know. I know. And that's why I'm trying to get it out of the way earlier. <laughs> I, I get asked that in every school visit I do. And I, and I always make the kids, I say, okay, look, at, hold that to the end because I got a longest answer. If we're done and I haven't answered the question, you just stand up and say, look, Buster, you owe me an answer. <laughs> and here, here's the answer. One, I hate that question. This is like when you go to your mom and say, who's better? Oh, yeah. my sister. And yeah. she says, oh, I love you both in different ways. <laughs> what a stupid answer. The right answer is I love you the most, but my mother never got it right. <laughs> so, you know, I, and I waited decades for her to get it right. She never did. Uh, I could give you different reasons to like different books. Mm-hmm. I could say my teacher's an alien because it made the most money and that's good. Yeah. I could say Aliens at my Homer because that's the one that finally made it into getting turned into a movie. That was cool. Yeah. I could say The Monster's Ring, your favorite, because it's the book where I found The Magic Shop, which has now been in five books and is my most sort of well thought of series. But if I had to choose just one, you put my feet in the campfire and I said, I'm going to toast your toes like little marshmallows till you name your favorite book. I would have to say Sarah's Unicorn, my second book. A little picture, okay. thank you. And here's I love, why. I love that book. I've, I've got my signed copy of that here, too. I actually don't let the kids touch that one. That's a hardcover, uh, original printing I had you sign. Oh, man, those are hard to find. But yeah. here's why, Josh, and this is important, I think. When you start to write a book, you've got something you're trying to create. What's in your head should be better than you can actually do. It's like being in a race where there's hurdles to jump over. If you try to jump above the hurdle, you might not jump as high as you want, but you might get there. If you try to jump not as high as they're, you'll fall flat on your face and deserve to. In 40 years, 105 books, I've never once written a book as good as what I had in my head when I started. Mm-hmm. But Sarah's Unicorn is the one that came closest to what I had in my head, so I love it for that reason. Oh, wow, that's great. Now, um, I've been saying that for about 20 years. About 10 um, years ago, something else happened. This is a true story. There was a carjacking in Florida because it's Florida. This woman's got two little kids in the backseat of her car, eight-year-old little girl, six-year-old little boy. The car's running, they're ready to go to school, and they realize they left something in the house. Mom says, you stay here, I run up to the house and get it. She runs up to the house. While she's at the house, this bad guy comes running across the lawn and jumps in the car in the driver's seat. She sees it, comes running back down. She actually gets as far as driving the, grabbing the driver's door handle, but he hits the gas. She falls off in the driveway. She's not hurt, but she's now sitting there watching this butthead zooming on the street with her two kids in the back seat. The little girl in the back seat takes her library book and starts beating him over the head with it from the back seat. Wham, 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 stop it, you bad guy. And the guy gets so upset, he stops the car and lets the kids out. And the book she was beating over the head with was Sarah's Unicorn. So my books save lives. Oh, there you go. There, that's excellent. <laughs> that's that's a great story. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Absolutely um, true story. Yeah, that that that's wonderful. I that's you know that's why that's why I wanted some great stories, and that's a good one right there. So Sarah's Unicorn actually saves lives. So that's, that's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> 
Um, another one, uh, one of my favorites in the, in the same vein as Sarah's Unicorn, uh, I know it's one of your earlier ones, was The Foolish Giant. I, I'm a big fan of that one as well. Uh, that was my first published book. Yeah. Um, and, and it was great. I mean, even your very first published book was wonderful. Um, and, uh, <laughs> so, uh, and like I said, I, I've been a lifelong fan. I still am. I'm trying to get my kids into it now. They love it. Um, I had the privilege, uh, while I was younger to work with you, uh, which was a lot of fun doing that stuff with the words take wing, uh, which I know is now not words take wing, right? It's, um, it's now full cast audio, full cast audio. That's right. Yeah. So um, how's that going? You guys still doing that stuff? Or? We're doing it in a very limited way. Um, we got really hurt by the 2008 meltdown. And also, I needed to turn more of my energy back to writing my own stuff. I kind of torpedoed my writing career by turning so much energy towards the audiobooks. Now, I love doing the audiobook work. It's, it was one of the most glorious things in my life. Um, really creatively satisfying, but I had to start writing more. But we did just finish a very ambitious product project uh, with about 40 actors. It's the biggest thing we've done in three or four years. We've only done, only been doing like one, maybe two books a year for the last four or five years. And this one I'm very excited about. It's an interesting book. It's by Avi, who's a very, uh, very well-known children's book writer. I also think of him as the smartest person in kids' books because his name his business name, his name on his books is Avi, A-V-I. And every time I'm sitting there with 100 books to sign, and Avi's over somewhere else with 100 books to sign, I think, damn, he was so smart. Avi, 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 all that's all he writes. I should have thought of something like that. <laughs> but it's an interesting book. It's, uh, it was written 29 years ago. Except for the difference in technology, it could have been written yesterday. It's all about a school situation, that blows up when a kid gets kicked out because he's being disruptive in class by singing in a time we're supposed to be silent, the Star Spangled Banner. Mm. And he says, I was kicked out for singing the Star Spangled Banner. And the teacher says, no, you were kicked out from being disruptive. But it explodes in the news. Right-wing radio picks it up. Talk radio picks it up. becomes a nationwide scandal. And it, it, it reads, every bit of it reads as if it's happening right now, except it's got telegrams instead of email. It's a fascinating book. Wow. Oh, that sounds very interesting. Um, and you said you had 40 plus actors on there? Yep. Oh, wow. That's got to be great. Uh, you know, working with all those different Are most of them local uh, here in the Syracuse area? We have, with very, 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 very rare exceptions, we have always used all local talent. Um, just a couple of cases where that, that wasn't the case for one special reason or another. Um, and it was, we have sort of a rep company. We've used, over the years, I think well over 300 actors from the community. Um, and that includes kids who we've trained to be actors, voice actors. They train them, they pick it up much easier than many adults do. Oh, yeah. People from our fantastic community theater community. We have such good actors here in this town. It's an amazingly rich talent pool. And also mm. for young voices, because we do only family-friendly stuff. We've drawn heavily over the years on the drama department, SU, and also Le Moyne to some extent, because we can get well-trained young voices there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that sounds great. Um, and yet, like you said, uh, we have a thriving uh, local community theater scene around here. I'm a member of that. Uh, I do a lot of stuff around here. I actually, what was it, two summers ago, I had the privilege of designing a set you got to grace? 
Oh, yeah, um, when we did Into the Woods, which was one of the happiest theatrical experiences of my life. Oh, well, that's great to hear. Uh, yeah, you were phenomenal in that. You played the narrator uh, slash mysterious man. Uh, that was that was great. It's like that part was written for you. Well, uh, you know, I thought it's, the guy's a story. There's two parts, a storyteller and a crazy old man. And, yep. <laughs> you know, talk about typecasting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I... I, uh, I tend to get pigeonholed and uh and typecast in a lot of roles myself but they're usually correct and uh i agree with this this casting of this one being <laughs> correct for you as well <laughs> well you seem to get the times i've seen you one of the one of the parts of the typecasting is high energy yeah i get that one quite a bit um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh i've been doing that for a while i'm getting a little older it's getting a little more difficult to do those uh those roles but uh, oh, dude, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about dude yeah yeah well, um, was was Into the Woods your first uh, time on stage, or have you done more? Oh, no. I've never seen you in anything like that. Um, I hadn't done stage work in a long time because I, I spent a lot of time, and this is a lot of performance time, speaking in schools. Mm-hmm. And I've come to think of what I do is pedagogical stand-up because <laughs> the presentation, I've honed it over a period of about 35 years, is very high energy. I, <laughs> it's interesting. My body's getting older too, and I feel it. But I bound around the stage. It's like the years drop off, and I'm doing it. And yeah. every time I do it, some kid comes up to me and says, "You should be a comedian." And is I say, you know, when I was a kid, I used to get in trouble for making the kids laugh in class. Now schools pay me to come in and make the kids laugh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but the thing is, I, I was always on the road for that, and. Mm-hmm. It was very rare that I was in town long enough to do the um, rehearse and perform mm-hmm. cycle of about, you know, it's usually seven to eight weeks from beginning yeah. rehearsals to the time uh, a show is over. And I was never around long enough to do that. And mm-hmm. it just so happened that Into the Woods, which is one of my favorite things ever, and I thought that part was something that I sort of fit. Oh, fit yeah. into a window that I had of time. So it was it was such a joyful thing for me to go back on stage with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, as I said, it was wonderful seeing you up there. Um, it was part you were born to play. Um, <laughs> and that, that suit that suit that Stephanie made for you, did she let you keep that? Uh, yeah, I, I, it's about 20 feet away from me right now in a closet here in my office. <laughs> I was going to say, I'd be wearing that to the, the uh, school function. <laughs> there the, uh, that's a great suit. Um, so uh, I know in even in the rehearsal process for Into the Woods, you had to take um, a week or so off in the middle of that because you had um, a really cool thing going on. You, you had a, a movie on Netflix, right? That yeah. was the, uh, Aliens Ate My Homework. Yes. Um, and how was, how was that? That must have been great. I mean, uh, wait, you got to work with uh, William Shatner was in there. Well, um, Bill, um, I get to call him Bill now. Uh, <laughs> he, was, he was doing a voiceover. It was all live action except... Uh, the character he played was a puppet. It was done by, it was a, it's a, a talking potted plant. So there's a puppeteer on set. He did his voice work, as you do for voiceover, in a studio. So I didn't have a chance to work with him, uh, wow. which was too bad. But he did do this ad for um, Walmart and Target for where they were doing the, the DVDs of it. And when he talked about the best-selling book by Bruce Koval. I heard, I, I got the ad that producer sent me, me, and hearing my name come out of William Shatner's mouth was like, an ah! moment. Yeah, oh yeah. 
I can imagine. Um, well, actually, right when that came out, because that came out uh, right when we were doing Into the Woods, that movie came out on Netflix. And uh, I remember sitting down with the kids and watching it. And man, that was that was a treat for me. Uh, as I said, I've been a lifelong fan. It was a treat for me to see, you know, your your story uh, in a movie like that. That must have been that must have been really cool for you. I mean, you must have been. I was it. and doing the cameo in it as the principal was really, really fun. Um, yeah. And I can. And the good news is the sequel comes out in August. Oh, that's great. And that's going to be uh, straight to Netflix as well? Um, actually, it'll go straight to Amazon. It's, this is the way the business is working right now. It's not going to Netflix because the, it's a universal production, and Universal and NBC are a unit, and NBC is just launching their own streaming service. So they didn't want to license it to Netflix because it would be in competition with their own streaming service. So it will be on Amazon, but it will be streaming on... This is the last story I got uh, about it. It will be streaming on NBC's new service, whatever that's going to be called. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. Um, yeah, is, the, um, is the first one still on Netflix now? People can go check I'm pretty sure it is. I know it's still on Amazon. I'm okay. pretty sure it's still on Netflix too. Okay, cool. Yeah, so if you guys want to check that out, I highly recommend it. It's fun, fun for the whole family. Get them all together and watch uh, Aliens Ate My Homework uh, on Netflix or Amazon. If you don't so want to lose the chances here because things do go on streaming, you can buy the DVD too. Oh, there you go. So it's on DVD cool. and Blu-ray. Ooh, excellent. So there you go. Uh, all the places to find that. It's a really fun, fun little time for you and your family. So, um, all right. Well, uh, we talked about that. You got anything else uh, you're working on right now? Anything you want to plug? <laughs> uh, well, I just I just finished a book that took me um, approximately 50 years to write. Oh, wow. I, start, I started <laughs> I started when I was in my very early 20s. Um, the lot the exact years lost in the midst of, of time, uh, and it was a concept that I think was very strong, but I didn't have the chops to pull it off at that point. But I never threw it away. I'll come back to it. Like once every 10 years, I come back and take it out and poke at it. And we finally, uh, about, it was part of a deal that my agent made for me about five or six years ago. And it was sold. And based on 50 pages as an outline. And then it was the fourth book in line for me to write. And I wrote it. And I was really happy with it when I sent it in because it was so much better then the pages they bought it on. I thought this is going to you know sell right through, and the editor wrote back and said, "Yeah, well, it's nice, but they got a lot of problems here." So I spent usually I can write a book in six months. I spent the last year and a half working on it, um, but it's been accepted. I've got the cover, which I think is sensational. It's coming out. I'm not sure the pub date. I think it's not coming out till next year. But it is like I've paid, made good on a promise I made to myself. 50 years ago about this book that I would not let go of it until it found a home. Because I'm nothing if not stubborn. You know, people say, what's the secret of your success? And I say, bone-headed obstinacy. I'm just too freaking dumb to let go. <laughs> there you go. It works out, though, for you in the long run. Well, so. you know what's interesting, Josh, I think, is that the traits that we admire in adults, we say make them successful, are things that drive us crazy about kids and we try to get them out of the trying to stick to a task perseverating drives us crazy when kids perseverate but we admire adults who do it because they get successful Mm -hmm. oh exactly i got a i got a uh the most stubborn seven-year-old in the world in my house right now and uh she's gonna rule the world (laughs) someday (laughs) oh boy (laughs) 
uh, you know, it was really great having you on here. Um, I, I really appreciate you taking your time to talk to me um, about just random stuff going on. Hey, um, you know, you let me talk about my stuff and my, my work and what I do, but I'm up for it anytime. <laughs> All right. That was, that was movie. Robert. All right. Yeah, that was not, that was not, not the best. <laughs> No, nothing for Flight of the Navigator? Do you, you remember that movie? Oh, I know that movie vividly. I didn't want to get into it, though. Just yesterday, somebody in my sketch group told me that I would love that movie. So now I'm honor-bound to it's watch great. it. It's a great movie, oh. actually. Eh, I don't know if it holds up. No, it was it was a great movie when I was a kid. Uh, All right, to bring everything back, that is something that I did watch when I worked with Video <laughs> King. And we put... <laughs> We put movies on the on the little fucking TV in the corner, and this kid goes, "I'm gonna get somebody to rent this movie tonight. Watch, because we compete with each other. We try and put a movie on, and get somebody to rent it, and be like, well, what movie is this?'" And uh, he did. He was successful. He got somebody to rent Flight of the Navigator, uh, fifteen or twenty years after it came wow. out. Wow, good for him. That's impressive. Also, not a good. Story it was me. Here's my topics for Flight of the Navigator. Uh, sorry, kid. We only have porn here. I like how Derek, though, your character, when he grew up, he got he got rid of his Cockney accent and got like a little like newsboy accent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's actually my <laughs> goal in life. Yeah. Like you, you went from the the Cockney kid, and then you got a little bit of money, so you got like the newsboy. I mean, it's a, it's a fine life. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, carrying the banner. Yeah. It, it's I like when things are a fine life instead of being a hard knock life because it <laughs> seems like a fine life is a little bit than a hard knock. I would agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, these trying times, uh, I'll I'll opt for a fine life over a hard knock life. You work your way up, you might uh, just become the king what's... of New York. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, this was very very fun, um, and we should do it again. Soon. I agree. Hey, um, anytime, man. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. Well, thank you for joining us this week for Mega Quarantizzle episode number four. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode this week. Obviously, you did since you've listened to the whole thing. I really want to thank Bruce Coville for coming uh, onto the podcast and taking some time out of his day and talking to us. That was great. I also want to thank Derek Powell. Uh, check out all the cool stuff he was talking about. Uh, it sounds really cool. Uh, coming up next week, I think. So check all that stuff out. Uh, that sounds really cool. Uh, thanks for coming out, guys. Uh, thanks for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it. If you guys like what you're listening to, which obviously you do, because you've been listening to the entire thing, you can check us out on Facebook, The Smallwood Sessions on Facebook. Every Wednesday night at 10 o'clock, we're going live. That's right, Eric J. and me. We're going to go live, and we're going to do stupid, silly sketches. We're going to talk to random people. We're going to show some uh, video clips, uh, do some fun stuff like that. We did it last week. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we're doing it this week at 10 o'clock. Uh, check us out on our Facebook page, Smallwood Sessions on Facebook. Twitter, Swood Sessions. Instagram, Swood Sessions. You can get a hold of me, sjtaylor580 at gmail.com if you want to talk about anything we've talked about on the podcast or anything at all, really. Just get a hold of me. If you want to be on the podcast, you can get a hold of us through all those ways, and we'll sit down and we'll have a little talk. It's great. Hope you guys come back next week. Thanks a lot. The, 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 the pair of shoes I have now actually are... Um...
I got them from my uh, from my my dealer actually. Uh, and I don't know what he laced them with, but I, I've been tripping all day. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Derek Powell. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna let him leave on that one. No, 